0: Alright, welcome to Kill Gallons Pub. I'm sitting here with my man, one of my favorite people to hang out with since I moved back to the great city of Chicago, comedian Joe Fernandez. Hola, como estas? How are you, buddy? Bueno, bueno, bueno. Uh, that is your native. He speak. He's going to do Spanish the whole show.
1: If I do just speaking Spanish the whole time, it'd probably be not good for... For your listeners, it, right?
0: It would be terrible, actually, <laughs> because they hate Hispanics. Oh no, no I know no. the <laughs> Irish
1: are not fans of anyone other than themselves. You know, pretty much. But um, what I will give credit for, because I'm half Irish, you are. The Irish are very okay with being ripped on, yeah, more they than are. any other like ethnic group or whatever. They're the most.
0: Okay. I'm glad you brought that up, actually, because I was talking about that with a friend of mine on St. Patrick's Day, because Conor McGregor got brought up, and I was saying, you know, how Conor McGregor got into he a fought, lot of like a Mexican. Well, yeah, he said that afterwards. And then he also said, Dance for Me, boy, which that was not, that was people looking for a racist angle more than anything else. Yeah. I feel. Uh, a, in Ireland, they call each other boy a lot. Yeah, yeah. Like, hey, they're, bo-, you know, boy. I, I've been in Ireland, I got called boy several times. And Dance for Me is because of Floyd's style of boxing where he dances around the ring. And some people are like, well, he should know better. I'm like, no, you're thinking of him as an American. He's not an right. American. If he was an American, I understand your claim, but that's how American we are that we think everyone knows our history.
1: Well, also, this is so funny because being at the game last night, my dad's Cuban and obviously a Cuban player on the Astros got in trouble for the u Darvish thing. Yeah. And when he got Called out for. He's like, I'm sorry, I just don't have success against Japanese pitchers. Like, not that was his excuse. That was his
0: excuse. He's like, why can't I do this? I I, I just,
1: I just, you know, I only did it because I don't do well against them. Not understanding, no one knows how sensitive an issue it is here that, like, anywhere else. In Cuba, it's like 90, it's all Cubans, and there are some black Cubans, but. They, and my dad was saying they say chinito and like my aunt's black, but they say I can't remember the term. What does chinito said, mean? It's it's I mean is it, it is a slur. So Guriel played in Japan. He knows it's offensive, but like that's why Darvish didn't. But Darvish like Darvish yeah, was, didn't really
0: care that yeah. much. People cared more for him,
1: and that's what's crazy is that he's just like it didn't bother me. It's not a big deal, but like yeah, yeah he's it's like yeah, people make mistakes. It was dumb, and then but no one has that. Mentality here, at all when it comes to that stuff, there's no forgiveness, and I'm sure Gurriel is going to get shit no matter what ballpark he goes to. Now, as a result, as
0: if I, baseball fans in it. Philly, no, <laughs> are yeah, like, I, exactly. I think the Phillies fans are going to be booing. Yeah, the him. Yankees fans are like you're racist, not like us. Yeah, not like we are in the Bronx. <laughs> um, although most th- Red Sox fans are respectful of everyone, including Adam Jones. Yeah, oh, gee, you know what though? And it's funny that the new Darvish with the Cubs. Remember when the Cubs got Kosuke Fukudome? Oh, was those, those like Rising Sun. They were wearing the Raiden hats, which I always thought was a Chinese hat more than a Japanese. <laughs> I call it the Raiden hat. You know what I mean? Like Raiden from more so they. Yeah, so do they. It's a good looking Raiden hat that guy's wearing there. Oh <laughs> uh, man. I was they actually. They call it the Japanese Yamaka. So if I wore a Raiden hat, that'd be very offensive. Oh, for sure. But what if there's an Asian man wearing like that, you know, the scally cap that like Irish? Cabby hat. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, but that's one of those things where does the group them, give a shit? I mean,
1: that's where the it's the group, like, yeah.
0: yeah. so that, Back to our original point, the Irish people certainly don't seem to give a shit. I will stick up from slightly you said Irish people hate everyone who aren't Irish. I'm fucking yeah, I know you're fucking around, but I've, I've had a lot of people posting stuff that work around St. Patrick's Day, there are people posting anti Irish stuff. And I was just kind of like a drunk that day. So when I was scrolling through, whenever I wake Why were for you a, drunk on St. Patrick's? I know, my God. I, so on, um, Were you paying reverence to St. Patrick and all the snakes he chased out? Yeah, man. I had to have a shot of Jameson for each one of those little <laughs> reptilian fucks he pushed away. And um, that's Why were, there are no shots. snakes
1: in Ireland, by the way. I mean, obviously, because he chased you them out. You get what
0: that's about, though, right?
1: No, I don't know the full backstory of that. It's the, not
0: actual snakes. Just like Chicago isn't, the, isn't the, called the Windy City because it's windy. Um, uh, Chicago's called the Windy City because there are no, I know politics. politicians. Yes. Yeah. Um, the snakes are the Protestants. He came, and brought Catholicism and chased the Protestants out. All the pagan, wait, but Protestant what century
1: stuff. was that in then? Because uh, I didn't even know eight hundred
0: or something like that. Because
1: but I, I thought then they Protestants came
0: weren't till way later
1: with Martin Luther. Came
0: back, dude. They always come back. Don't call it
1: a comeback. They've been <laughs> here for years. Yeah. <laughs> that is very true. Great LL song. Damn it, ladies. and it's all about ladies Protestants. Love cool
0: James, man. Yeah, dude. There's always a deeper meaning to LL rap Cool song, James. Was a huge Martin 90s. Luther fan. Big time. Uh, yeah. So that's the story. He, he the snakes were. We're called like, you know, the Protestants and stuff like that. But obviously, there are still Protestants in Ireland. But
1: there are images if of you're him Protestant like playing some kind of relaxed. thing. That's, and there are like images of him like chasing like He was hitting them snakes. with a
0: shillelagh. And they, they do, well, they do, <laughs> Is that snakes. for real? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he golfed them out. He took them to the Cliffs of Moore and just took the shillelagh like it was a golf club and just, he, he was polite. He yelled four as he as he hit them into the, the Irish Sea. Yeah. But actually, in the Atlantic Ocean, that's the Cliffs of Moore. I don't want someone listening going, you got your Irish geography wrong there. Uh, uh, are your are listeners that specific on the side? I don't know if they are or not. I think I take a lot of things where when I get something wrong, I go, just in case someone was listening, thinking Joe's an idiot, and they're probably listening going, I wasn't thinking that at all. Which brings us know. to
1: the illegal thing where everyone's freaking out. Like, if you say anything, you're like, let me just put a caveat on that. I understand blah, 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 and, you know.
0: You do have to put caveats on things. Uh, we're both drinking some Miller Lite right now. Yeah. Um, I had did step up from PBR, because last week's episode, if you haven't heard. Uh, looking back, it was, you, was fun. Are you still not it, it on your went, first one? It went deep. I am still. Or, oh. Have you? Do you done both already? Yeah, dude. I I, I haven't even opened my I second I drink one, sneaky man. fast. I don't think a lot you of people. You sure realize. do, man. <laughs> I will. I'll pause in a minute to get you another one. Yeah. Because that'd be. Do a you play. pause
1: to get beers on this? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Cool. No one notices because yeah. you just pause. You come back and they have no idea that there was a little stoppage. Just now like I now. Welcome out, back. You could really do that. Hold on. So, like I was saying before, you know, no one has an idea because everyone who listens to this is a stupid yeah. idiot. No, I love you. Fucking guys so dumbass. Much. I want to thank my listeners. Actually, each podcast episode has grown a little bit. Um, I think I don't know. I keep making that. Up. I haven't checked this? the numbers. This is episode four. Oh yeah, not counting the introductory episode. I wish I could been on the first one because I was in Michigan. I think I when tried I- to get you. I think for the first or second yeah. one, I definitely did. And um, they've been fun. All of them been fun. Even last week where I, I cut a chunk. And I only want to reiterate that Meredith Ketchel and Kyle Scanlon, Even though at the time I was very angry with them at the end of it, I remember when I was leaving, they're like, "Can you give us a hug? We feel like you don't like us anymore." And I'm like, "No, I love you guys both." And if you, if you two are listening, you you know you guys are, are still my pals. I um. It just, we went, it, it, we were being so silly the whole episode that when we went deep, I feel like maybe I forced it to go deep. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want that, because it's supposed to be like bar talk, so it's to be natural. Right. And the first two episodes, when we did, we didn't get deep. Well, we got deep in the sense that in the first episode, we talked about Jonah's breakup. And oh, that know, is getting heavy. Yeah, we had Jonah Jerkins, who's a, uh, you know helps me run this thing, although not today, because we're recording from my basement for the first time. And then we got, we got a little deep that one, and then the second one, I was talking to XL... Cause he's a dad and I'm a dad. He's got like a 12 year old though. So we're talking about some father son stuff. And then we were talking about different stuff in society. I was talking about how much I like drinking with people from different walks of life, which I do. And, and you know, I had XL and Mateo Lane. You can't, you know, six foot seven, 350 pound black man. (laughs) Matteo Mateo five is 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 jacked,
2: shit, bro, dude.
0: dude. He is cut. I see him now. I'm like, dude, he's God. got like an eight p as multiple ripped, times. Man, I've talked about his workout program, dude, and
1: well, multiple times I've asked him a couple times, and he tells me, and I'm like, uh, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna diet and work out. T- I, like it's so funny because those are the only two things that make sense to do. But every time I've asked so many people, I've asked Gailey about tips and all. You know, like,
0: you know what Gailey did. I have talked about this. Hurst was just walking in New York. She lost all that weight in all that weight. I can't talk all that weight in New York. Because she um, just watches well, yeah. well, you walk a lot in New York. You well, really do. You yeah.
1: Know? And Hank Hank Thompson's lost a shit ton of shit on a weight doing a ke- it's called ketogenic diet, and it's like mostly fats and like meat and shit, which sounds like something I'd be into, but no bread. It's kind of like Adkins ish. Yeah. Dude, I'm trying to lose weight, man. My stomach, man. I tell you, I've got that beer gut going hard. Well, dude, I'm getting it
0: right now, and I need to lose some weight, especially since I was shirtless on television last night. But I oh, was, was that prosthetic a body, yeah. Uh, the one shot wasn't though. The over-the-head shot where it's right on my face and you see my nipple there—that's my actual nip. Oh yeah, that one's my nip. You took some good screenshots for me. I appreciate that Dude, I was on a job. Southwest
1: flight and i saw you post and I'm like, oh, this is perfect because it was uh, NBC, right? Yes, it was on it's on NBC. Mm. Uh, Chicago but
0: Med. For those of you who don't know, you could go to NBC.com to catch the replay of the episode. Who's yeah. on Hulu. Too. I've got a shit
1: ton of pictures to jack off to later.
0: Oh uh, hell yeah, baby! I'll bloodied up, kill gallon. You like that? <laughs> Slithering. It's a
1: uh, the blood could be lube. I, I made a good inside reference to you via text, but uh, I'm not going to say it. <laughs>
0: I'll say it. No, I'll say it. Actually, why not? Because he would find it hilarious. Oh, would he? Okay, he would totally find it. hilarious. Oh, really? That's interesting. So, because um, we have no beef anymore, him mm. and I, we're totally cool. I, I, I don't see. I don't know I whatever think, happens. I so. think we might have a mutual respect for each other. I don't know if it's mutual. I have a respect for him because I think he's a tremendous stand-up comedian. Uh, working with us closely on a show wasn't very fun. Yeah, in a lot of regards, even though I definitely, looking back, realized oh he had his, he had. Um, he had uh, the show's best interest at heart, I should yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, so definitely, looking back, I, I kind of have more of an appreciation than I did at the time, per se. I'll give him that. Um, he could be very difficult, and he knows that. I'm talking about a comedian named Drew Michael, New York comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, is a Comedy Central half hour. The dude's hilarious. No, no, nobody could deny how funny he is.
1: And I like that he also takes a subversive, like his. He has a good bit about people who shit on Trump too much, and he's like. One time he tweeted like, "We need to end I sex heard trafficking." Haven't stuff in a
0: long time. Yeah. yeah, He's like, "Yeah, I'm sure it's strong."
1: Well, he's like, he's like, we need, he's like Trump tweets, "We need to end sex trafficking." And people are like, "Did Russia tell you?" It's like it doesn't matter. You can agree with him on that. Yeah, Can't you, yeah, like- yeah,
0: totally, totally. So uh, we got into it, listeners. If you're wondering where I'm going with this, Drew Michael and I, when we were working as producers and community you know, I think in 2011, got into it. A, you know, we always got into some shouting stuff. But I was in a bad place in a lot of ways and got very, I was very drunk on this particular day. And in, back then, I was not having one beer for every 10 minutes or whatever. I, mean, I can't, I was gonna say, I can't believe you sucked back two that quickly. Yeah, I dude, was, setting, I think, while I was people, setting up the pockets, you just down. It's also Miller Lite. You could, yeah, no, you right. suck them back.
1: I think people don't realize how quickly I'm That I, was when sneaky drunk, quick, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. That was
0: sneaky quick. Anyhow, you're making me feel like less of a man a little bit I'm in my own basement. <laughs> that's weird, though, that alcoholism is like a sign of manhood. Like, oh, hey, you got a, you got a problem worse well, than that. I used mind. to joke about how marijuana is illegal, but not only is alcohol, which is worse for you. Legal. We don't even trust people who don't drink it. Like if you don't, if you, don't <laughs> if you meet someone who doesn't drink, you're like, I can't, I can't trust this man. Which is always funny because Republican dudes are like that, but they always vote for guys who don't drink. Donald Trump does not drink. Mitt Romney does not drink. Whoa, no, Donald Trump, Trump, Trump doesn't drink. Hasn't had a drop of alcohol since 1978 or something like that. He does. That not just, is strange. He I feel has like an older he brother Fred, that was a booze hounded addict. That's why Trump always keeps talking about the going against drugs and stuff like that. Because he sees drugs and drinking and all that stuff as weaknesses. I find
1: that very strange. How do you make business deals if you don't a, drink, he. man?
0: I don't know. I have no idea. It seems like that's a big part of that you world. Think you, or... you think with glass of champagne or wine or something he'd yeah. have at least. I don't know. Maybe cigars and... Being a scumbag, who knows? Um, <laughs> he gets off on just being a monster? Yes. So, what I was going to say with Drew Michael, so we were kind of known but years ago, but right. still, people when they think Hill game, Drew Michael, they think, oh, those two. Don't if I can it
1: reference us. what the thing was, I mean, that's not still up. Oh, no, up, it's right? not.
0: No, yeah, I, it's no, I don't think it's up anywhere. I got it ripped off YouTube because, again, it showed me in a really bad light. I was drunk off my oh, of ass. Oh, yeah. And, um, a, this guy, I'm not going to say the dude's name. He filmed a guy. me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He filmed me drunk off my ass. Just, I was hosting the show and I was really bad hosting stuff because I was just in a bad spot. I was up there hammered, just saying like, I hate everybody. I hate this person to the point where the audience started laughing though, toward the end. Cause they thought it was like a thing. That was a bit. Yeah. And I remember a month or so later, someone from that show saw me in another place going, why weren't you? I mean, it was funny. People liked it, but why weren't you? And I'm like, Wait, you think that's who I was? They thought like I was the guy that gets hammered and just starts going, should have became a fireman. Why am I even doing comedy? This is so dumb. Fuck Chicago. Fuck this guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck everybody. You know, it wasn't the case though. So I got drunk and I shoved him that night and up gets suspended from a comedy show. The show that I, I, you got I, bench, I, man. I, I found that room too, for the show. It was like the, the HGH show. of comedy. Yeah, I did. They, they were like, this guy, he's hyped up. His numbers aren't for real. We got to suspend him. He's on the PEDs. E. You're the Ryan Braun of comedians. You should know. Um, a Jewish man that was once accused of having herpes. No, that's someone else. Um, did you know that Ryan Braun, when he was the first said, accused of uh, testing positive it was for herpes medication, right? A, yeah. They, 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 but then he didn't want that out there because <laughs> he's a single guy and a major league baseball player, which I thought was hilarious because that was the big rumor. they like his agent was like he's using that stuff for something else, and that's what it is. And it's like, but, no, dude, so you got the herpes. So was that legit? No, he was taking. Okay. He's maybe yeah. he's both. Aaron, he, he disappointed got, his boyfriend, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, that's a good old uh, Wisconsin bashing I like. So anyway, so uh, long story short, Fernandez sends me p- screenshots he took off his phone of me all bloodied up, saying, um, "Here's Drew Michael's wet dream" because it's me as a stab yeah. victim in a hospital, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, butchered up. So no, we can tell that in the air. Oh, okay, shit. that's funny stuff, man. Um, I don't think that's offensive to anybody. I think Drew would probably laugh at she that. I don't know if Drew would would think that was me. Maybe I don't. He's not going to listen to this. You think Drew Michael's going to listen no, to this No, of course not. But I meant
1: more like, I didn't know if that was something that had been, is still between y'all or not.
0: Oh, so. no. That's fair. See, that's why you're a nice guy, Joe. But no, that's, uh, I don't think it's between us anymore. It's definitely not between me. I haven't even thought it. I didn't think about it until you sent the pictures. It's a long time ago. Um, yeah. But yeah, I thought, that, it made me laugh really hard. I thought that was a really funny uh, tw- uh not tweet, um, text you sent me. So um, I'll get into some Chicago Mad stuff, and I do have a fun behind-the-scenes story um, and it was cool. It was kind of funny, though, being a stand-up comedian. But you're also an actor. You acted yeah. in college,
2: right? Yeah, yeah.
0: See, I had one acting class in junior college and then dropped out shortly after. And then actually, I dropped down then the following semester. Instead of going back to college, I took classes for improv and sketch writing at Second City. Then after about eight months, went into stand-up. That's my trajectory with comedy. Real
1: quick, by the way, did you have any more lines in that show? Because I don't get to go through I it. I had one
0: other line, and it got cut from when they first approach me, I'm just kind of like in pain going like, oh man, oh man, like that, you know? Um, I didn't like how, I, I look, it, it's fine, you know, you're your own worst critic, but when it's, when I'm coming in, it looks like I keep looking at the wound and looking back, like kind of doing that thing. And it's really just because each camera angle, we, you, you know how it is, but the average person might not get it. That was an all-day shoot just rolling me through. I know, dude. They do so
1: many different angles on People that, which do I not get realize it, but how long it takes to film. Three seconds. Three Exactly. Yeah.
0: So long just to even do that part. So I was – it was funny because when I finally – I was, you know, I'm strapped down to that gurney. When I finally got out of the gurney, they, were, they knew it. They'd be like, all right, take it easy because I, I was laying down for six hours in this gurney. Yeah. I never got out because even when they, they would do the scene where they lift me from one bed to the other, they're lifting me. And then when they came back, they lifted me and put me back. I didn't do that on my own. They had like, you know... The actors did that or stagehands? Stagehands. They yeah. did that. like PAs or whoever, you know. They would lift me back onto the thing. Dude, they're the real fucking heroes. Dude, there are so many people behind the scenes on shows that are amazing and, and they do so, so much more work, it seems like. Like, when you're the actor,
1: it feels like you're not doing shit. And they're right? all like running around. They're, they're lifting stuff. They're like, here's a banana if you want to, you know. Like, they do they're, everything. They're on, the on top of
0: everything. They really keep the wheel, you know, time is money. And they make sure everything's on time. And I, I think we talked about this off the podcast where... It was a prosthetic I'm wearing in a lot of the scenes where I'm bloodied up. So it's not my real skin. But on the one overhead shot, it is my nip. So America got to see my nipples. Which, anyone who knows me growing up, I wore a white t-shirt in the pool. Not just because I was super easy or super prone to be getting sunburned. And I was, damn it. I got the worst sunburns as a kid. Yeah. So my dad was like, you know, my parents are divorced. I went to day camp around the block in, in Port of That's Park, where my Chicago. brown dad's genetics
1: and- came in handy.
0: I don't get burnt. Yeah, yeah. You know, a little Cuban-Irish mix. That's nice. I've seen you get tan in the summer. You do get dark.
1: No, that's what everyone says. They're like, oh, you are Cuban.
0: Every summer. Every so summer? Like, oh, shit. All that's right. when it busts out. <laughs> that's when the Cubano comes to play. And I, I've always been very insecure about my torso. Like, I used to joke saying, I would that. rather get the pants than have someone rip my shirt off.
1: That sounded like you a Mortal Kombat bu- character. Yeah, like, I've been I insecure about my torso ever since it yeah. got ripped out by... Yeah, ever
0: since... Uh, uh, what's Sub-Zero the pulled it out. I wanted to go more obscure, damn it. What was the uh, one with like, the woman with the eight arms, Shiva? Oh, uh, yeah. Whatever she had, like, multiple arms. And Goro. Or Baraka. Um, Goro, yeah, who you can never play man. as. He
1: was just a villain, that's it.
0: What was the one that was Smoke? Smoke was a secret character, too, that was like a Scorpion or a Sub-Zero.
1: Well, Scorpion and Sub-Zero are the two main popular ones, I think. Because mm. they also, I mean, it kind of helps marketing-wise. Dude, there's those, a lot of Mortal
0: Kombat references in this podcast. We talked about Raiden not that long ago this is great
1: you know what's funny is I couldn't remember if that was on air or off
0: air I know because we talked about some good (laughs) shit off air so now I'm trying to remember did I talk about my nips off air or on air um, I got to start hitting record as soon as the, I get one of my friends down here because we always have the conversation before the podcast where I'm like, we got to save this for the podcast. This is too good.
1: Yeah, but also, I mean, I love talking bullshit and shit about other folks, and we did that for sure. Yes. I'll admit to, I, I talk shit all the time, and I love it. I think we all do. It's pretty much Every natural. comic does. That's why I don't care. Like, I know there's someone who's like, Fernandez, man, like, fucking, he thinks that shit's funny. It's just dumb. You know what I mean? Like, everyone hates some comics act and doesn't like, you know, certain aspects or whatever.
0: Sometimes I think, who hates my act? And then I go, well, they're a fucking loser. <laughs> who cannot like what I'm bringing to the table? Um, we'll get into each other's acts because I I really like what you do in a way where you're going to be surprised to even hear it, I feel like. Because I think you kind of have that, am I okay? Like, <laughs> not Wait. that you're insecure, but I'm, I'm, I'm in a little bit. In a little bit, I'm going to give you some nice compliments. Oh, uh, okay. Um, and I'm going to compliment myself while doing it. <laughs> Does that sound good? <laughs> okay. So um, with the Chicago Med thing, yeah, it was fake skin on me because they had to do incision stuff, which kind of got cut. And then at one point, there's a dummy. They, to, they made a dummy that was a replica of me, and I had to go in there and sit down as they poured all this stuff over my head, and I did have a freak-out moment during that because uh, I couldn't – they even say to you, they're like, are you okay with this because you're not going to be able to hear or see. Well, you can hear a little bit, but you're not going to be able to see, and you'll just will poke holes so you breathe was through it your it kind of like nostrils.
1: waterboarding in a way?
0: yeah I guess I've never been waterboarded so I have no frame of reference there but I imagine it's you gotta try it very traumatic it gets you hard <laughs> <Does it> get- <laughs> Yeah, get aroused Yeah. alright I'm into it man I I'm into continue. the M part of M. you know what I mean What's the empire? Masochism. Yeah, you know, I always forget Sada so mas- Yeah. I always forget what that stands for. To be honest, for. I hate
1: all that shit. That's so creepy to me. I don't know. I'm and I don't potatoes, sex man. guy. Just you, do it all regular. You ever
0: come across porn where it's an accidental? You're like, oh, the guy's wearing a weird mask. Click, change that. I'm not I'm not into it. That's why porn,
1: you know, honestly, well, I don't know this I don't mean to interrupt med to talk about no, what you man, check off to. It.
0: I gotta go back to my insecure torso too, man. I, I'll, I'll keep in torso. am keeping the train of thought. Don't worry. I'm
1: gonna start a podcast called Insecure Torsos. That'd be a good
0: name for a sketch group. Insecure torsos. When actual murders is a name for your sketch you No, know, but man, people crew. I feel
1: like it freaks anyone who's a normal person gets freaked out, but it. it's on like Laugh Factory's board, and it's like there's no one anyone sees that and they're like, I think I want to see what that is. I
0: don't know. Well, a lot of sketch groups have kind of silly names. Yeah, though. yeah. That's kind of the thing with them.
1: I feel like ours represents our group at least. It's like dark and weird and shit. Yeah, no, it's good. Um but
0: uh I took you off your train of thought a little bit, didn't I? Just oh yeah. My train of
1: thought I? went a little sideways like an amp. No, we
0: were talking about I'll start talking again. You'll remember. Um, <laughs> that's, I don't know how to do it, man. Yeah. I don't know how to because I don't. It's bad radio to be like, "What were you saying again?" Oh,
1: I know. Waiting to find out what the thing
0: was that you're trying to thought was on. Yeah, I was basically talking about how I didn't your get nips. My nips um, surprisingly puffy. You guys found that up, but no. Growing up, I, like I have a, I have a incave chest or concave chest, however you want to call it. My chest goes in. Like if you see it, you're like, "Whoa, shit, really," and. I think with with clothes on jeans and a t shirt, I, I come off as a fairly fit guy. We're both talking about how we need yeah, to lose yeah. a little weight. I would like to lose about five pounds in the gut region. I'm about I'm I'm six one eighty five. I'd like to get down to 5'8", 130. That's what. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm just joking.
1: <laughs> so you see what I, I did there. You totally you went know over your head. I, it man. Went over my head for a hot second. Yeah. I
0: know. I'm looking at you like no reaction to that. because no no one ever says they want to lose height. They always want to lose weight. No, because
1: I was thinking about how much. I, my doctor said ten at least ten to fifteen, and that, so then I started to feel sad. Oh so really? I, I what do you weigh? 194. Get the fuck out of here. You I know, 194? Right? I know. You hide it well. And it's all, I know, I do. Is it all in your nuts? And I've always thought about doing a parody Andy Boyle where I go, you know, after years of drinking and not assaulting people, I've been able to gain 20 pounds. <laughs> take oh, my right. You know what you just did that every shirt.
0: comedian does on this podcast? A reference that no listeners are going to understand at all. Andy Boyle is a guy who assaulted people. There you go. Andy Boyle is a dude who, by the way. If you saw his picture, you'd be like, oh, yeah, I, I totally insults people. Of course. <laughs> you ever notice that is such a true thing. So now I'm at the point where I'm trying to train my mind when I meet people going, if it turns out you're a pedophile, am I going to look back on how did I not see it? So I tell I t- oh, I, I yeah. people more of an examination of their face when I meet people.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's weird, though, because it's like I, it's weird that my thought went to this. As soon as I said that, I was like, man, you know, that's such an easy person to shit on. It's weird that my brain went to that as if that's like a wrong thing to do.
0: No, he assaults women. He's a piece no, of I shit. No, I know, but it's more yeah, like know, my
1: comedy brain went, "Oh, that's I, I so easy, you. you know." I got
0: you. in conversation. Yeah, there's different sides of the brain that comedians have in conversation versus on stage. Yeah, yeah. Cuz on stage, well, on stage you wouldn't reference any Boyle cuz what the fuck that is? But you also want to do Jared from Subway cuz that's hacky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anybody, so that'd be a good comparison. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Andy Boyle's the Jared from Subway of the Chicago comedy scene. There you go um you heard it here first everybody <laughs> so i was always insecure about it so i always i've been laughing about this whole thing because um, to me this is my television debut i've been i've been background on a few shows um i've been i've been myself on a couple shows just and you know, been interviewed
2: I mean, it's uh, local, oh I thought, yeah,
0: yeah i was gonna say stuff. nothing nothing big you know what i mean Hi, i'm dr um,
1: joe kilgallen on <laughs>
0: chicago yeah I was yeah. dr joe kilgallen on chicago med um who the fuck is this guy coming in? Yeah. What a is pussy. Is that your impression of me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Marty DeRosa's impression of me that everyone loved was just him going, yeah, yeah, fucking Joe Kilkin. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, and it's just Mark Wahlberg, but he says F-word way more times than I normally would. Yeah. Which and I Wahlberg say says a him lot. a ton. Yeah. I say it a lot, dude. Um, if you listening, if you've never heard my album, check it out. I think it's the record for the most F-words. It's uh, called Pay oh. Attention. It's on Spotify, Amazon, Pandora. Oh, I say the F-word a lot yeah. on that on that album, big time for a comedy album. I
1: don't mean to derail you from a Chicago Med more, but do no. Think about your son now, with in terms of your stand-up, like, oh shit, you know, um, that's
0: gonna be weird. No, I've accepted that. what like with swearing and stuff, or
2: with something I mean, just material. material in
0: general too. You know, you know what? I I had a moment where I thought of that, but then I thought about all the great comedians I know, and it never curbed them. I know, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, it wasn't like any of them because you hear their acts a lot of them, not all of them, but you hear the, how they were before they were dads. And then, or parents, because um, the female comics too, and how they are after. And, you know, it's not like Jim Gaffigan was talking about, you know, being knee deep in pussy before <laughs> yeah, exactly, he, yeah. he became a dad. And then all of a sudden now it's all, you know, I'm, oh, I'm a hot chubby, pockets. Hot pockets. Which is what he referred
1: to pussies as.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let me slam my Pop Tart in your hot pocket. Um, <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. I actually would like it if Gaffigan I want to see Gaffigan
1: get dirty.
0: Yes, there are certain comedians you'd like to. Remember the funniest part of that talking funny thing that Ricky Gervais, who everyone hates now, Chris Rock, Louis C.K. Who hate him, Gervais like there? Yeah, I don't know why. I think he said something stupid or, he, or people got upset with him. I don't know. I, there's so many new... Th- I don't know how everyone keeps up with who to hate. Yeah, I know. How do you, how do you keep up with who to I hate? I
1: just don't thing? like his stand-up very much. I never liked his stand-up yeah. very
0: much, but I think he's a brilliant writer. The no, Office his shows are, are yeah. both very funny shows. So, uh, But there was a, that thing on HBO about four years ago now. Yeah, I think four years ago. Or is Gervais, Chris Rock, Louis C.K., and Jerry Seinfeld, and they were talking about saying the N word because. Both Chris Rock says it a ton, and Louis actually gets away with saying it. You yeah, know, yeah. A few white comics where I think maybe you get the the blessing from Patrice O'Neill and Chris Rock, and they're both like, "Fine." He, but I bet he, he would it, prefer
1: you know? to have gotten away with jacking off than the N-word thing. <laughs> Looking back,
0: yeah, yeah, it would be way better if everyone. he like, just gotten. He just oh, had to so apologize. Be jerks off. It's Louis C.K. <laughs> just watch real quick and make him happy. Yeah, you know, it'd be it'd be a real different world. The N-word's an apology thing. The jacking off thing, no bueno. That is funny to think about, though. What it always amazes me who gets away with what because remember when jonah hill said he called someone a fag i'm going to say the word F-H-E. how long ago was that i don't mm, even know a few years ago you don't even know because it was a story for a minute he he called someone who was on tmz He called the reporter that it was out there people were upset for a few hours he was on jimmy film that night apologized it wasn't a thing yeah but kobe bryant said it and it was a thing for like a week longer and I know Kobe Bryant obviously has a different so That's
1: also a bigger name, I would yeah, say. I would say bigger Kobe's name, bigger
0: But, but Joni Hill was not... He, that was This was pretty big, Joni Hill. He was coming yeah. off a money ball, and he lost the weight. You're right. Super, Kobe like, has a bad history that... There's the history, so maybe Kobe was a bad example. But I remember talking about this with some people going like, you know, there are certain people who will say something, they get away with it, and everyone... Because of, you know, he's more the beta male. Yeah. If it were... If he had said what Mel Gibson said, I think Jonah Hill would have gotten away with it a little sooner. Lena Dunham says stupid shit all the time, and people kind of forgive her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, the la- and I but, think people you know, are over it now, like- but it depends on who you are as a person. If Leonardo Caprio came out and said the exact same thing that Jonah Hill said, and then apologized the exact same way, people would still be like, yeah, yeah. no. Because they see a guy like Leonardo Caprio... See, I think they'd be okay with it because they like him so much. Yeah, but I still. You're- maybe you're wrong. Maybe I'm full of shit, and I'm projecting here. That could be very true, but I still think a lot of people see Leonardo Caprio going... Come on, that guy gets women. He's rich. Everyone loves him. He's never struggled with anything. Screw him for using that word, and they would assume he uses that word all the time. Where Jonah Hill is a guy who isn't, you know, known for being a heartthrob. Oh, like you said,
1: beta male. So as a result, so he's
0: able to go on Jimmy Fallon and say it was a heat of the moment thing. Sometimes that paparazzi just gets you, and you try to say whatever the worst thing. You know, I wasn't the
1: Michael Richards defense.
0: Yes, and. Do you believe Michael Richards is racist, oh, I, though? No, I don't think I he I no. never thought he was, either. Yeah. And I still don't believe... And most... I've talked to some of my black friends, and they go, no, I think that was a heat of the moment where he was just trying to say the worst possible thing. I don't forgive him for it, but I, they don't think he's actually racist. Well, and also,
1: that's the thing that's crazy is some to might. not forgive someone, where it's like, all right, at some point, you have to be okay. <laughs> like, Be like, I, you know what? He's not racist. It's fine. He made a mistake. Mo-, you know, like That's the thing that I think is really bad right now, is folks being like, you're done forever. Yes, that's that banishment thing that it's like okay, well this is why people now sanitize everything because you can't fuck up as if and that's the thing I hate is that it's like as if you've never fucked up. The right, people, it's like you've never made a like no matter who it is, you've either made a nine. Let's let's make it like nine eleven or something so that way it's okay. not even involving race or gender. It's like I'm still getting back to it. my
0: torso by the way.
1: I oh yeah, not <laughs> sorry. The torso talk. No, don't worry about it. Go ahead. And you look like a nine eleven person. <laughs> What does that even mean? You know, someone who who would had, a, had, a day, had a rough say. time that day. Had a rough time
0: on nine eleven. I was in chemistry class. Um,
1: your, you your was first fine at that point. I
0: remember my first thought. I was in the hallway, and someone said a plane crash in the World Trade Center, and I literally said drunken pilots, and kept walking. Did you really? I swear That's a good bit, to though. God. Yeah, it was very funny when I was a sophomore, a junior, junior in high school. Uh, yeah, I literally did. Because I I, I, I heard you know, I didn't think you don't think terrorism right away. No, of course I'm, not. I'm, I'm between classes. I'm not. And that was the Nobody first was time, really, that, that had stuff. been
1: a big one on our soil, yeah. Other than Pearl Harbor, maybe, and like I know they tried to bomb it in '94
0: or something. And people like, don't even call no one calls Pearl Harbor a terrorist act because yeah, it was, it, was a war, it was an act of war, right? Because it started a war, you know. Uh, it was by it was by a country, not a group. Yeah, you know, it was the Japanese government going after the emperor. It was a government Empire against, yeah, exactly. It was yeah, military it was and military. Yes, which so, is my favorite type of porn. Military and military yeah. is very sexy. Um, but, uh, so I'm like, girl and girl, are you like military or military? <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just sum up the torso thing yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I wanted yeah, sorry. to get this through. See, this is I, People I'm, who know me, I was yeah. going to say, know that I am not a fan of being shirtless. I, I mean, I'm so white, so white. The in chest, surprisingly puffy nipples, as I like to joke. Um, Crep, chest hair. Uh, as I kind of burp into the mic as I said that? So, but when I auditioned, they didn't say you'd be shirtless. I never got that. I knew it was a stab wound, and I remember when I went in for the one audition, thinking, "All right, I think I did actually pretty good." And I felt confident, and then I got the callback on. All right, nice. And I walking out of the callback, I wasn't sure because they had me repeat it a few times. Where I'm like, "That's not a good sign." No, that is a good sign. Is that a good sign? Yes, because oh, they're good, they
1: want to see how you take direction. Okay. Yeah, they'll That's make you do. Good it, to know, man. Yeah, they'll make you do it a different time just to see like how does he how does he handle being told to do it
0: differently. But you know, it's funny on the day of the shoot when we shot it. I said my lines. I never got direction at all. The director joked with me about something just in between stuff going, oh, you look all gory up. and you know, That was like, it, yeah. But no one ever said, hey, try it this way, try it that way. And I remember thinking, is that a good thing or a bad thing? But of course that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So don't, I'm glad you mentioned that to me because there are little things. Because you have an acting background. Yeah. I don't, other than that one acting class I took, um, I like acting. I'm obviously pursuing it. I feel like such a dipshit saying this out loud. Because I remember after the week on Chicago Mud was over, because I think I had like four days on set. After the week was over, I remember telling, like, family and some close friends who weren't in show business, not like our comedian friends, but I remember saying, like, man, I had a great time. I, th- I think I want to be an actor. And, and them kind of give me a look like, you know, most people say they want to be an actor before they get a role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a, a good role on a network television show, and now you're saying you want to be an actor? You chill out with these You sound dickish a little bit, um, which I didn't mean it for that, but I meant, like, oh, I think I want to keep... Trying to get more roles, I kind of want to. So shout out to Stuart Talent, who we're both rep by. Yes, they are awesome. They're great. And um, I want to give a
1: specific to Dana, man. She's Dana the, she's is. The I
0: want to be specific to Dana too, and I wanted to tag her, but I'm not friends with everyone else on Facebook. And I know it's a group effort over there. Yeah, yeah. I'm friends you with know?
1: also Casey and Jim are awesome. Jim's got me a couple gigs, so and nice. Casey has too. So See, I don't mean Todd, to like, yeah.
0: Todd was the main guy on this one.
1: Yeah, yeah. They all have their separate departments, I think. Yeah. yeah. So they all deserve a shout out, though. They're all awesome. they're all amazing. And Dana, and if I can say one amazing. thing. uh Specifically, too. Every time I say I'm represented by Stuart, people are like, oh, that's the best one in the city. So, like, it
0: is. That's no, that's very, and I owe everything to Dana because she got me on board with them. She, yeah, same for me. Because I remember one of my last shows before leaving Chicago, she was there with one of her bosses or someone, maybe one of her coworkers. I can't remember how the story went. And she told me, oh, yeah, like, my one, whoever I was with said, who's that guy? He was great. And then she was like, "Oh, he's moving to LA," and they were like, "Oh, damn." Yeah, yeah. So when I moved back, I specifically remembered that story and and sent Dan an email saying, "Hey, I'm back in town, and I would love to get into this." Uh, I didn't really, you know, pursue it much in LA because I was more comedy and writing focused and, and producing stuff. And she was like, "All right, well, send us some of your stuff, and then you know, we'll see." And so I sent some clips of just stuff, stand-up clips, and I was doing these videos called "Fatherly Advice," where I was just looking at the camera. And giving advice to my unborn child. Uh, you ever see the movie My Life with uh, Michael Keaton? No. It's a movie called My Life with Michael Keaton. It was a dramatic movie where Michael <laughs> Keaton's dying. Here's my question,
1: though: Should I know it?
0: Mm, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's a pretty big movie, early '90s, I think. Michael Keaton's dying, so he's making all these videos for his unborn son. Like, here's how you shave. Here's how you change oil. Like, because he knew he'd, he was going to die before the kid was born. And so, I like as a joke did that, and I referenced the movie. I go, I was watching my life on TV, and I thought I should do these. Like, I'm not dying, I'm fine. I just have a lot of free time. So, yeah, and it. that way you yeah. don't have to be around your son if you don't want to. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And but I definitely want to, um, not to get sad because you're clearly making a joke, but sometimes I get annoyed.
1: With I'm gonna people. have a son just to leave him behind. Yeah, I love the so, idea of that to make him an artist. Well, I'm a big fan sometimes of Sometimes Car- I
0: think I love my son so much, he's not gonna be an artist, right. You know? he'll be some fucking boring lawyer. Or an athlete. To be famous, you have to have had somewhat of a shitty childhood. Not yeah. somewhat, but yeah. not everybody. That's unfair to say.
1: But you look at like the Williams sisters or Tiger Woods, and their parents were, like so overbearing, and same with like, perform- like the Jackson 5 or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Dude, yeah. Michael Jackson, I mean, I, you know, I don't think it's worth the trade-off necessarily. It's watching an
0: Oasis documentary, and their dad was a complete piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. So I think Noel Gallagher said he beat the talent into me. I don't want to oh, say it, God, but yeah. he did. You know? Yeah. Um, but I'm cool if my son becomes a doctor. I like. I think I like a mechanic. I don't have any mechanics in my family, so I decided. You just, just want to be
1: able to call your son and be like, "I'm having trouble."
0: Yeah, I, get I, a discount. Can you, can you hook this up? I have no idea. I go in there and I have no idea what they're talking about. Kill go, gallons. Oh, con-
1: concave chest body shop.
0: Yeah, sure. He doesn't have one, but he'll he'll pick on but the old be man an honor for some you, reason. Yeah. That'd be a great way to honor your dad. But I just want to tell people that that's how much I care about a paycheck that I would come over my insecurities <laughs> uh, for a little bit of money so, so oh, yeah also, I got, nope. that's a long story short I got over it I had a great time on that set the people like we were saying the people behind the scenes were amazing the actors were cool and this is a funny story I accidentally I almost got cut open for real Accident, did, I, did I tell you it, this? which actor was it that did it, it to was, you? it um, was Brian T who was the main guy the um, Asian American actor I was gonna say which. who was the main like I didn't know who the
1: main characters were on that show
0: too so I don't know uh, who was like, like regular Dr. Choi okay, nicest dude can't Talk about how cool! I thought first this name he was really nice guy. He up Choi. He was the first baseman for the Cubs. Yeah, um, I think I was at the game where he got concussed that ended his career. Basically, really, yeah. The actor's name is Brian T. I think the doctor's name is Ethan Choi. Were you at the game with him and Kerry Wood colliding? It was, it was against, yeah. I think was I was against at that the Yankees game. Against, on a Friday. Oh, never mind. I
1: thought it was against the Reds.
0: No, I remember it was against the Yankees on a Friday. <laughs> it's played. a weird memory to
1: have where he stopped Choi's career. And no,
0: because I was at the game the next day where it was um was it the was it the next day? No, it was a Saturday. Kerry Wood was pitching him and Kerry Wood collided, and he was facing Roger Clemens, and it was a big game. Whoa! But that's I was way there the wing. next day on a Sunday. That's how I remember. I remember that there's a big series, and that was um, the 03 or 03 It was the '03 Cubs. The 03 Cubs were, you know, the Bartman year. So yeah, how did yeah. I forget that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, anyhow, so uh, they what happened was on set they were having this one prosthetic over me, and they realized it was too bulky from the one camera angle. So then they they put this hard plastic thing over me, so I'd be okay there. And then kind of open it up on the side. So it was my actual skin. He thought he was dealing with fake skin. So when he was doing this clamp thing, he wants to make it look real, but he thinks he's doing it's not fake skin. And I, have, uh, I was, I'm like intubated. I had like this fake plastic thing in. It doesn't, I mean, you know, in real life, it goes all the way down your throat. You're right. I'm just biting on You're the thing. You're not method. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, the camera's right on my face for this. There's one shot where the camera's like right on my face. And um, that was the, I remember because I had to yank the thing. I'm like, all right, I'm feeling that. And he was like, what? And they all thought, because the directors, they're all off way. The producers, they're in Video Village, they call it, where they're all watching the monitors. They thought, oh, what, you couldn't breathe? And then he was mad. He was really pissed because no one told him. So he was, like, you got, like, he was, and I understood why he was mad, because he thought he'd really hurt me. Yeah, yeah. But I had a little welt for, like, a few days. But I was, like, "Nah, dude, it's cool. You didn't mean to and all yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff. And he was, like, he gave me a hug afterwards. and I'm Like, so nice. Felt terrible about it. But it did hurt. Oh, like for if, sure, he, if yeah. If he would have cranked it one more time, I would have bled, for sure. Like, I had a good, like, it was, like, a cut, like, not, like, bleeding out, but, like, a good, like, welt type, you know, from getting, like, it was like, a hard, Titty twister type of thing, like a purple nurple yeah, type like of deal. Like, that
1: Nolan from Galway would give you.
0: Yeah, yeah, dude. Those absolutely.
1: I've had those last. It feels like they last for like an hour.
0: <sighs> that dude, when he drinks, I'm sure not that that's someone strength. that your
1: listeners know.
0: Nolan from Galway Bay Pub in Chicago. I might do this live from there, dude. That'd be awesome. Everyone thinks I should do do this live from a pub one day, and I think that's the one I would choose. Oh, because I like the rowdy atmosphere of that place. But it depend on what night, though. Yeah, I want to do it on a Friday or Saturday night. That'd be yeah. insane, I would probably do it like on an off night, like on a Tuesday night, where it's still fun and listeners could come out, like yeah. people locally in Chicago or anyone coming through, and maybe we could get like a sponsor and give away some T-shirts or something like that. Make it like a real fun, like outing. Yeah, of course. So, uh, but I remember that hurting real bad, and everyone telling me when I told some family and friends later, saying, "Dude, you could have gotten some more money out of them for that." I'm like no, yeah, I actually but... signed something. They they came up to me later and me sign a waiver. I'm like I'm not gonna.
1: Also, that would kill your acting they career. That would kill my acting career. It was so right?
0: stupid. It was an accident. I didn't care, but I remember thinking like, holy shit. And then like, they all felt terrible. Everyone on set felt awful. Like, dude, are you all right? You all right? Yeah. And then they ended up loving me for. And then the one assistant director was like, I'm so glad you don't die because, who knows? But it's like she said, usually the people that we have on that we love the most are people that die. She oh just, really? That's so like... easy to work with. Huh? Okay. She just meant like that it was really cool and easy to work with and. And I was up for it you know, because they were yeah. pouring all this fake blood on me, fake prosthetics. And taking that stuff off, because was, it was, it's like glued on, it was like ripping hair out. Oh, man, painful. that's painful, yeah. They had to, like, put some hot, like, certain type of soap to get it off me. And, and I, I remember feeling real awkward. You, I got over my fear of being shirtless in front of people real quick because this show has some very attractive actresses on it. Oh yeah, very attractive. And at one point, they're getting their makeup done, and I'm Which off. Which is not
1: normal for Hollywood.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. not normal at all. Usually, a lot of uggos. They want to keep it. Darling
1: Cates, the mom from What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Every, Every movie, right?
0: All the time. She was the original Tomb Raider lady. <laughs> <laughs> that woman, though. You ever think about the people who auditioned to be your mom? You're playing a random fat woman, <laughs> like that's you know. Our, our, our fat, she is good in that movie? Fat though. lady number or fat man number six? You know what I mean? Generally, you know I mean? Yeah. yeah. Although Kathy Bates has been able to pull it off. So yeah, well, because she's a great actress, and, yeah. you know, you fit more of a type of role, because that's how, dude, America's got an obesity problem. I don't know if you know that. Yeah. <laughs> I was at Portillo's today. Oh, I've noticed. I had lunch at Portillo's, and I remember kind of glancing around going, 75% of the people here are overweight. Yeah.
1: There's something I kind of admire, though, about people, people who, who don't with, give a yeah. shit and they're like, fuck it, I'll smoke and drink and be fat. And you know. I kind of
0: get that, too. You only live once and, you know, there's that kind of thing, but I feel like you could live longer. And there's a health thing. I don't want, don't get me wrong, I'm not fat shaming anyone here. I got people I'm super close with that I love to death who could stand to lose a couple pounds.
1: And I'm not being a dick. No, I know. It's just so funny, though, that being like
0: saying, like, hey, you know, you should get a healthy.
1: It's like saying quit smoking. You're not cigarette shaming someone. No,
0: well, right? you're you know not. I mean? But I, I get what people say, though, because it is one of those things that my best friend growing up was overweight. And and that's how I actually got kind of good, good at fighting, I feel like. Because people Cause talk, were protecting him and stuff. People yeah. would talk shit to him, and I didn't like it. You know what I mean? Because he would diffuse it and laugh about it. And he was he's hilarious. I should actually get him on the podcast. I talk to him every now and then. He's a, very, he's a really hilarious guy. I remember bowling with him once, and he went over the line and slipped and fell. And big, big fat. High guy, school? Yeah, we might have been like in grade school. Like oh bo- shit! No, we yeah. might have been in high school because it was just us. There were yeah, no yeah. adults, so was I cool enough to go bowling by myself as an eighth grader? Maybe that was cool. Um, <laughs> it Was at Irving Park Lanes in Chicago. So he slipped over the line and fell and hit the ground. And I remember being like, "Oh no!" Because it was it was a crowded bowling alley. People are going to laugh at him, and this is not good. And even some of those people... I will I say people blame. would laugh regardless of weight, though, for that. Yes, they would. That, good point. Yeah. Good point, and that's fair to the human condition. Thank you, Joe. We want to be fair to people on this. But he fell, and immediately did the Curly thing where Curly walks on. You know what I mean? You ever see Curly fall on the ground do, like, that circle walk? We're
1: talking Three Stooges? Yeah. Three, okay. Whatever
0: fucking Curly... Oh, talking City Slickers. Yeah. All right, Curly... By the way, this is two weeks in a row of City Slickers references come up. Oh, really? I feel like I talked about City Slickers with someone recently was it on a podcast? Yes, it was on my baseball podcast. You have a baseball podcast too. We started it, but we're still figuring it out. Well, I, was do, guests, I was doing so. one with uh, Mike Bryanstein back when I was living in LA, and we decided to relaunch it. And we we just released the first one. So if you guys are, are you listening, Skype wise, or uh, there's a new a- app called Anchor, and you could do it through Anchor. Okay. So you're talking on the phone, but it's just basically recording your conversation, and then you could upload through there. And it's a little tricky to figure out at first. And I, I think I could. There's ways I can make the audio a little bit better. Anyhow, though. Um, you know, my old podcast was Comedians Talking Sports. People who listen to that, I'm bringing back Comedians Talking Baseball throughout the baseball season. And it's just be easier to just do baseball once a week instead of tackling all sports. And I miss talking sp- baseball, in particular with Brian Stein, So check that out. That's on my website as well, JoeKillGallon.com. All right, back to um, what we got to talk about, you and I. You
1: and um, out your friend falling, though. What happened when I he fell? he
0: fell, and he did the curly thing, and then everyone laughed, but they laughed because he was funny. He was doing curly. So he used humor to deflect his, you know, the problems you have, I feel like it kind of goes Reminds back me of Chris Farley. It can't, right? And well, it does. no, it does. Chris, Chris Farley always said he wanted to make them laugh at other things before they laughed at his weight. So that's what, you know, because if, if he knew they were laughing at him because he was overweight, they would hurt way too much. Yeah, it's, yeah. He's famous for saying, I actually got to read his book. He's gotta, there's a, the Chris not,
1: Farley show is great. Yeah, they talk, yeah, I I mean, Bob Odenkirk, I think, talks about how, like, or Chris Rock, one of the two, says how, like, after that Chippendale sketch, something switched where he really started to feel bad about himself because that whole sketch is like, the one with him and Patrick Swayze. Yeah,
0: that's all just the fact. That There's he's a fat. darkness, man. There is a darkness to comedy. He that went to Marquette, dude. Realize. I got
1: the I got the scholarship for for Chris Farley scholarship they give out there. You got that? Yeah, it's pretty oh, great. Oh, nice, man. Yeah,
0: that's a little fun fact about Joe Fernandez. It is. So when I met you, I thought you were a Milwaukee guy only because of Marquette. I then yeah. later found out you're from Houston, born yeah. and raised in Houston. Let's get into that a little bit. You, I have video. I took the video of you That's celebrating right. that was the badass, Astros dude. last out, and I was super happy for you because I got to experience that. as As you could tell, listeners, you can't turn your head without seeing the Cubs logo mm-hmm. in this basement. I've got Cub stuff everywhere. Then one little shelf's got my Blackhawk stuff, and, and a couple of swastikas. Um Walt well, Dune, yeah. <laughs> what your basement does? You got to be proud that? of your heritage. <laughs> I'm not German. I know, um, but still. But yeah, so I I w- was very happy for you, and I wanted to record that for you because. There is a recording of me celebrating the Cubs final. Lap. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm just screaming, fuck yeah, I sound like an amazing, an, an insane person. You know what I, I didn't like, though, is the, the way button.
1: I celebrated, though. I didn't like the way I looked. I was like, oh, that's how I look when I celebrate? That's,
0: well, so that's cool. how I felt like watching myself. That's how I look when I'm pretending to get stabbed? Come on. <laughs> you know, you get a little, yeah. oh, that's not so good. I did do a great eye roll, though, when I went to pass out. My, yeah, yeah. my eyes went back real sharp, I thought. Yeah. Uh, but no, I love watching you go nuts forward because the Astros and first World Series in the Teen season's history, history. Yeah. first title since the Rockets.
1: Yeah, dude. Well, that's I remember in 2015 when they lost the Royals. I remember posting something being like, I don't want to be a sports fan anymore. Like, this sucks. Like, when you don't win titles regularly, Chicago's had a pretty good history, actually.
0: You know, we mope about, but we really did because in the 80s, we had the Bears winning the Super Bowl, being one of the greatest Super Bowl champions ever. They won 15-1, to and they won that Super Bowl 46-10. to Yeah. They, they dominated everyone. Every win was a domination. I will say
1: this, though. Ditka, the mo- one of the most overrated coaches. Buddy Ryan.
0: By the way, you're saying that to me, expecting me to disagree? I'm not going to. I've. I've. No, said, I didn't expect you to disagree. Oh, I feel like you know. know. Oh, yeah. Dick, Dick is so overrated. Ruined when he went their, to the Saints, dude, it was ruined like ruined them th- for like for a decade. He ruined the Saints with that stupid trade yeah. uh, for Ricky Williams, and no, he's a super overrated. Because the the '85 Bears should have won way more than one Super Bowl, even with an injury or two. They to talk about the documentary
1: or, too, where it's like you know.
0: No, he brought back McMahon too early from an injury when they already had a playoff thing wrapped up, so that banged him up a little bit there. He ruined Richard Dent by telling him to fix his teeth, which sounds funny, but it is kind of true. Wait, what? I don't know Richard that story. Richard Dent was the best pass rusher in football for several years, had terrible teeth, hurt to eat. So he was big naturally, but he kept him lean because he did eat a lot. Dick said, hey, you got some money. Now, why don't you go fix those teeth? So he went and got his teeth fixed, gained 30 pounds, slow, ruined That's his career. That's what?
1: But he had a better it's something my dad of life, always right? told me. I
0: don't even know if this is a yeah. fact. This is something my dad always just blamed Ditka for because he's like, that was the best. And then Ditka told me My dad loves Ditka fat. though,
1: which is funny because I always tell my dad, like, Oh, you know, as oh, a
0: personality, I could see people enjoying yeah. him, you know. Well that but
1: I mean in a way I shook it's kind his of, hand once. Yeah. Him and Bill Parcells too. When I watched that two Bills one where it's like, oh, so Bill Belichick is really why Parcells was good. Because Parcells didn't want to let him go at all. When he was with the Jets, he was like, oh, fuck. The guy who, like, basically runs my shit and has been running it since I was with the Giants.
0: Smart guys don't let go of other smart guys. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Parcells is that. Here's where Parcells is smart. He was smart enough to recognize that this guy's a genius. And
1: be like, don't let it. Well, and also, there were times where, like, Belichick was, like, doing things that had never been done, where it's like eight linebackers because they're playing Barry Sanders. They're like, oh, he's super fast. We should just have fast guys.
0: Yeah. It, it, it It sounds like stuff where it's like, how did no one else noticed that, you yeah. know?
1: Um, which is now, like, the trend, but before it was, like, crazy to be, like, pulling a dime defense was just like, why are you putting fucking six D-backs out there? Does not make sense, you know?
0: It's amazing how sports change where football is a complete passing game now. The NBA is a three-point shooting thing. Yeah, Some which guy, is why I'm
1: proud of the Rockets, man. They're at the forefront of that Harden's the
0: MVP. He's going to win the I MVP. I hope so, but you never know, man. They what could give it to LeBron. It?
1: They could give it to LeBron.
0: Look, LeBron is having an amazing year, especially given his age. I thought age 32 three season that this that is would be impressive
1: 15 years since age 18 and playing into the finals what, this would be the seventh year if he did it but six be, years in a, in a row this would be the, the eighth
0: year in a row Try the heat four forms. in a row oh three. damn dude this would oh. be, be year four with the Cavs. I was one and two with the Cavs. so it'd be eight years in a row nine total so but here's the thing this is this is why this year is more impressive he's played every game the last three or four years he's had scheduled days off yeah remember last year people were in the, around the league there were people holding up signs going I drove from Cleveland to um, Memphis to, to watch him play To yeah. watch him play and he's not starting because they would have him bench the second day of a back to back and I remember getting annoyed because There'd be people like Colin Cowherd, who I think is terrible, making comparisons to athletes from Jordan's era, saying, Look at LeBron's numbers this time. I'm like, When you have scheduled days off, when you're never playing the second game of a back to back, that is kind of a way of padding your stats. And when people were saying that LeBron James should have got MVP last year, because he was more valuable to his team than, say, Russell Westbrook or even Harden last year. I was saying, no, you're both wrong, because the MVP is a regular season award, and Harden's playing all 82, and LeBron's playing 70. So who's more valuable? Someone yeah. who takes 12 games off or someone who plays those extra games? Right. And, and Westbrook had a better year. Westbrook was a better overall player than LeBron James. LeBron James could—you can could make the argument for him every year. I get that. Yeah. Same with all the greats. You can make the argument for every year they should win it. Willie Mays only won two MVPs. You could argue that he should have won 12. Yeah. That's just how those greats are, and I understand that. Jordan had a year where he led the league in scoring, which he did every year. He played a full season, basically. Um, Steals averaged 32 points, 8 rebounds, and 8 assists. Almost averaged a triple-double at a time when nobody was even close to that. We could have a debate that we've talked about before. And Johnson won in 89. What was our debate from before? The Rockets'
1: 95 year.
0: I was going to bring that up as a Houston fan. Do you think they would have beaten the Bulls? Yes. That's funny because no one on the Rockets says that. Are they just well, too modest? No,
1: Akeem? Jordan said that the team they had the most trouble with was Hakeem's Rockets because they didn't have anyone to match up against Hakeem. They I didn't. Think the Bulls Hakim,
0: by the way, could we both agree that Hakeem Olajuwon is the most underrated player in NBA history? Probably. I think but I think, I really Houston, think he's so underrated. For some reason,
1: Houston sports just... I, I mean, I get that our fans don't travel or we don't have the history necessarily, but like, it is weird that the fourth largest city in America, and now third in terms of just city limits ahead of Chicago, but Metropolitan,
0: you all have this... Beat by like four or five million folks. But so I again, like, I think make your crazy argument though. You said you had a crazy argument where you think about Kim like, being. Well, no, I agree with Kim cool. Well, I love No, but I, this is one that so no married. one will agree with. Potentially best centers. Can I just point out that it's so obvious that we paused and came back and had no <laughs> idea what the hell we were talking about why before? Did you,
1: but why did you? I sure like you calling just it. Say, you I just say like you calling
0: it out because I want to be honest. No,
1: I'm saying you could say we're going to take a pause. And then I come should back. just
0: say that we went Joe had to pee. We went to go grab a couple more beers, and uh, that's how. And that now goes. I'm officially
1: off for the night. So, yeah. One
0: day when this podcast gets so big, I'm talking Joe Rogan big. I'm a huge fan of his podcast. As is, I like him as a comedian. I met yeah. him once as a person. I met him once at the Ha Ha Club in North Hollywood. I was there to see my buddy Brett Riley because I was—he was, was going to introduce me to the Booker of that club to try to get in there. Mm-hmm. And Rogan was on the show, and me and him were just standing and talking in the lobby. But he knew Brett because like he had done a show there with him before, so like, they they knew each other enough. And he assumed I was cool because I was standing next to him, or because I was a comic, because he was just like, "Hey, what's up, man?" I'm like, "Hey, what's up?" And we talked briefly. Talked to us, super nice dude. I, I'm like, not I respect good in those that situations, lot, dude.
1: If I know someone, so I hosted the improv when Atell was there, and I, you know, I'm a huge fan. Feels so uncomfortable. Don't know how to act natural. Don't know how to like. It's really? like pro-
0: with a tell too. A tell's cool, man. I know. but... I talked to a tell on the street. I had, a, I had a smoke with him in, in Sunset Strip, in El, that's that's factory. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like in Lisa, that's not a real douchey saying on the Sunset Strip. <laughs> so that was not how I meant to be. But I meant to be like I, I went up to him saying like, "Oh, I'm friends with uh, Lisa Trader." Well, and Lisa texted him, being like, "My friend
1: Joe's gonna be there." Being, you know, and 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 like so already, he knows. Like, oh, okay, this guy's fine. He's a normal dude. And still, I felt fucking weird. And I didn't know if he wanted me to talk to him. If like I was like, "Do I bo-
0: am I bothering Dude, the fact him?" Like that, uh, I feel bad for you because that's the green light. The fact that Lisa said, "Hey, my buddy Joe's there," and he's like, "Oh, cool, nice." Now he knows you're legit because another funny comic vouch for you. That comedians, I feel like, we're always kind of I don't even know what the exact word is to describe our kind of insane insanity. Um, I know insecure. I mean, like insecure. Is well, regular people are like this too. You know what I mean? If you meet, if you meet someone. And you don't know them from Adam and someone else you that you like that is funny that you're considering like, oh, that's a peer of mine, yeah. Says, Oh no, this person's cool, you're gonna be you're gonna warm up a little bit more. Yeah. Because sometimes you're like, I don't know this person, are they gonna be just are they gonna they try to psycho, latch on to yeah. me? Are mm-hmm. they gonna be like, Oh, you're David Tal, I'm a big fan of Insomniac. Or yeah, yeah. Are they gonna be like a fanboy? Or are they gonna be a cool, legit person who I could have a conversation with and it doesn't have to be all about Where am I performing next?
1: I think what makes it hard, though, is that because you know all this stuff about them, you don't know how to start from... You're not going to be like, where are you from? Because you kind of already know their background. So it makes it hard to kind of just get to know them when you already know them. And that's why I always feel awkward, because I'm like, what questions do I ask him that aren't stuff... Aren't things I already know about him?
0: Yeah. They get to know before... So you already... you already know David Tell before getting to know him is what you're basically. Oh saying. yeah,
1: like I know his album, That's I know his like w- shows and you know like his specials. So it's just awkward because it's not like.
0: That's the weirdest thing about being a comedian to me is that people feel they know you before they actually do know you because mm-hmm. they know your act more so than music, more so than definitely way more so than acting because acting's pretend. Yeah, you know what I mean, you could watch. I don't know any. I don't know what Daniel Day Lewis is like at all. From all I know Daniel Day Lewis likes fart jokes. I but I have no idea. Not going to be a fun guy to hang out with. I guarantee that. You, you guarantee that? You don't know. Daniel Day-Lewis, when he's when the cameras are off and he's hanging out with his boys, he might just be like shooting the At shit. At least not
1: when he's in a movie anyway. You know No, he does, I heard know. yeah
0: cuz he's so method.
1: What a fucking nut job. I would he's, be so mad well, if I ever had to work amazing, with He's
0: amazing though. I don't think but I don't think you need to do all that horse shit. Yeah, Jim Carrey's I mean, like is that good. too. Though. Jim Carrey's crazy method.
1: Dude, that well that documentary is makes me not like him and I love Jim
0: Carrey. But that one that oh, didn't even mean the one about um him as Andy Kaufman. Him as Andy Kaufman. That didn't make me hate. A lot of people made him hate. It was annoying. It made me more like, oh, God, if I had to work with him, I'd be annoying. I respected his view, the way he does things. Um, he's a very feel like positive like, guy. So I kind of no, respect no. him in that regard. No, I love
2: him in
1: every other facet except when I saw that. It was like, really, were you method and liar, liar, where you told the truth all the time? Like, yeah. you know how to act without doing that.
0: Yeah, all right. All right. Yeah, you make a good point there.
1: I just feel like that's psycho shit. That it's like, oh, like that's why when people say like, oh, you really became the role. It's like, all right, man, but like they're not that person. They were still at the end of the day. I feel like you could find an actor who doesn't do that horse shit that could do it just as well, and they know how to switch in and out. And like,
0: you know, it's funny though. He's not the only actor who does this. Like I said, Dan Day Lewis is known for doing this stuff. Like, Jared Leto, like um, Tom Arnold, a lot. Yeah, totally a lot. Of
1: <laughs> yeah, you almost missed it.
0: Just, that was like, you your that was five eight. Yeah, um, the we can, can, can talk about Roseanne a little <laughs> bit too. Um, <laughs> yeah. like, can you a Tom Arnold walking around. Going, method actor. I Soul am. Plane. I am this mean stepdad. All right, I'm trying to think of whatever <laughs> roles he's been in. He's in Soul Plane. He was in Soul Plane. Soul Plane was the first movie that came out during like the Napster uh, downloading movies era. Where that was did the Napster most do
1: movies, too? I thought it was just music.
0: Uh, maybe I'm just using Napster. Is that the Kazam? Remember yeah, Kazam okay. or Kazaa I don't or what the fuck it was? Or LimeWire. It was the first movie to come out. It was like 2003, 2004, in that era in which were people illegally downloading stuff. Kevin Hart is in Soul Plane. And he was in... Okay,
1: it he? Uh, for some reason, I was confused. I was like, no, of course that makes sense. No, yeah. he, he was. He that was supposed <laughs> to
0: be a movie that was supposed to launch him. And that movie did shit at the box office yeah. because everyone that that movie was targeted to already saw it for free because mm. it was the most illegally downloaded I did not know that. Interesting. I was reading a whole thing about that era, and I mentioned the band Oasis earlier. Their fourth album, how uh, was it called, Standing on the Shoulder of Giants, the, the whole thing was illegally leaked, and so and it, it did shit numbers in the U.S. I think it's still number one in the U.K. That, that's not as big a problem now, obviously, shit, right? Like, no, I mean, it overcame that, but there was an era in which that really hurt. A lot of the bands, think about this, though. If you really look back on the late 90s, the bands that were huge... And then saw what they became in the early, just 2001, 2000, 2003. They, they dropped off so hard. Because of 9 11. Oh, Yo, dude! You can't be singing about letting the bodies hit the floor and <laughs> when people were hitting the floor for real. We could laugh about it now. Has it been long enough? No. Well, that's going well, that's back. To that's the we famous ta- thing. That band. There was that band that that song. Let the bodies hit the floor. Yeah, but that who was, was that, a hit. Though? And then I can't sevenfold. I, I eventually. I'm making that up. I have no idea. God Certainly God's not
1: uh, not System of a Down or any of that shit. No, it well,
0: was not System of a Down. Who I like actually. They did
1: chop suey. Chop suey. Yeah, System that's of a down. good song. That's though.
0: a very good song. Yeah. And they did aerials and a couple other tunes. Um, And then their second album sucked because they tried to go after Bush. And they did it in such a bad way. But they made fun of Bush? Which I don't mind. Is there beef between fucking... (laughs) That's ridiculous. No, they tried to get political. They had a song where the whole... The one lyric is, why do they always send the poor? And they were trying to say, like, why isn't whenever we go to war it's always poor kids? But they they didn't do it in, like... The 60s songs, they were, like... Anti-war songs are hits today. Yeah, and in such a cool way that people who are even even people who are like fuck hippies like that's a good song. And then we try to do it, and we still every now and then a band tries to do it, but they do it in such a way that's I don't know if there's no poetry. They just say it. I think I don't like when you just say you're a band. Fucking write a lyric, rhyme. Also, cool. Don't just be like I think we need to treat each other better. That's boring. You know the
1: tension during the '60s was at such a height. Yeah, that I think now, people, I mean, you know, when I was at uh, David Drake's Bachelor Party, Chicago Comic Now lives in New York, runs the Comedians You Should Know New York. Yeah, see, so, yeah, uh, I like how
0: you did that, good job.
1: Yeah, man, I promote everyone's shit.
0: Mm-hmm. Go see Philip Seymour Hoffman in Moneyball. Well, no, you gave, <laughs> I watched Moneyball recently, but you gave a good description, like, you, you, could, you could have said my friend's Bachelor Party, but you have been said my friend and told the friend because it probably helps the comedy. Well, because you know
1: story. him, too. I so, know, so, yeah. no, that's
0: fair. Well, I'm just saying you could t- we could tell these stories, I'll be on podcasts where I'm like, "Oh, this is why your podcast is not a bigger hit." Everything is about someone that know you don't even tell the people who you're talking who about. Are, yeah, yeah, you'll see. That like,
1: context doesn't even matter for it anyway. Because I was just gonna say it how we matter, were, but you know, we were, we're yeah, sitting gotcha. around drinking three point two percent Coors Light in Utah because in Utah beer can't be above that. Yeah, so it there's impossible to get drunk. I had like ten it's of those, and state. I was just like, yeah stupid, lies as if God gives a shit. Yeah. But, uh, the, uh, so Choxy, you know, Soren Choxy, also producer of, same same, same deal as David Very Drake. Very funny comedian. Same credits.
0: Uh, let me sleep in his bed a few times.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Good dude. Um, but he was saying how times are worse than ever, and it's like, that's only because we're living in it. Yes. Like, if you look at the 60s, nearly Way getting worse. nuked. Way worse. President gets killed, two civil rights leaders, presidential candidate, brother of the previous one. Yeah. Like, that's crazy. Four For major a decade. Assass- four
0: major assassinations. Um. Black people weren't as people still. a war that involved the draft <laughs> yeah exactly you get drafted yeah, black people weren't at the beginning there was the first five years of the 60s because the civil rights act of 64 wasn't enacted until 65 yeah. so the first four years of that or first four or five years of the 60s black people legitimately weren't equal yeah they weren't allowed that's to it. vote in certain southern states, or they had poll tax, or they did all sorts of. That's why they had a civil rights act because yeah. they weren't treated as equals. They, had, they weren't allowed the same schools, separate water fountains. Right. So if, when people tell me that, it's like you're being you're buying into the sensationalism. Chocky's awesome, by the way. this, oh, is, just, no, this super, is just a drunk smart com- and He was guy. sober though, so he gets eat a drink. But like, no, this doesn't mean you're not an awesome person or super smart. It's fine. Holy shit! Holy shit! Fuck! Holy shit! Real quick, I gotta pause it. All right, sorry about that. I was supposed to switch the laundry and I did not. And then my wife was coming down the stairs with my little one-year-old son, and I saw her and I'm like, "What is she doing on here?" Oh shit! I was supposed to do that. Yeah. And that's why I started saying shit, shit, shit. And then I had to pause it. And so now that's the second pause. The first say, one was for beer, which is a yeah. great excuse. During the pause, though, I'm like, "Man, Joe's a good dad." Oh really? Yeah. Thanks, mm-hmm. man. Um, I think I am too. It's crazy. I'm though, not because- gonna, you know, mince words about it. I I really give a shit. Um, and it's one of those things people talk about how becoming a dad really changed I know we were talking about something really cool before I put pause and we'll get back I know on. I wish I'm we remember, but like, like it's too long yeah. going into something with some Jim Carrey related shit I feel like um I don't know, whatever. We'll, we'll, we'll probably come back around to it. But you know what? That's what happens at a bar. You forget you're trying to so you're, you Yeah, around. you don't know what That's you're That's my tra- excuse for everything, by the way. Every time we forget a good topic, or I'm sure someone listening going like, fuck, I was enjoying that, and now they're not going to finish yeah. it. Uh, I just use the excuse where it's like, hey, man, yeah, have you ever drank with your friends at the pub? This yeah. is what happens. Okay, someone interrupts, and you, and you get lost, and you never get back on message. Yeah. So w- what I was saying, though, about um, being a dad changes you, it, and it does, in, in a great way, though. I really feel like in a great way. And I'll meet comics and, and regular people who are like, nah, man, having kids, that's well, not for I'm me. Well, I like that. We've had, we had to talk about that you one time. You and I had no a laugh yeah.
1: factor on that, that crazy holiday party where...
0: If it's not for you, it's not for you. I would yeah. never try to push someone into it. But I used to think that too. People, I don't want people thinking, I don't want to have a kid because it's going to ruin the lifestyle you currently have. Which is fine. I Look, I lo- before my son was born, I'd be out till 4 a.m. Yeah. And 4 a.m. bars closing them down all the time. Yeah. All the time. And it was, it was great. I love that lifestyle. Do I miss that every now and then? Yeah, every now and then I think, you know what? I need a night where I could go out and do that again. Yeah, And it's cool, though, because if you, if you have a good um, wife or partner. If they're okay with it, yeah. Okay, I, yeah. So I gave my wife a heads up um, saying, hey, St. Patrick's Day, I'm starting at 8 a.m. and going all night just to give you a heads up. And she was cool with it because I gave her. And, and if she says to me, hey, this Arbor Day. Me and the girls, we're going tits out. And I'm going to be like, all right, hey, yeah. you gave me the heads up. I appreciate that. Let's go, go get, get nuts. You a know? good
1: a good way to test is, like, which half of the film Uncle Buck do you like? Do you think you like Uncle Buck more in the first half, or do you like Uncle Buck more in the second half?
0: Yes. Because a, he
1: suddenly comes around on kids. Because
0: he comes around on kids, yes. That's very true. I uh,
1: And I feel like that's the kind of thing that it was very poetic and and – Deep what I said.
2: Uh, Uncle Buck doesn't get enough play. By Uncle the way, Uncle Buck
1: is such a fantastic Dude, that is movie. Dude, that's an underrated movie. So hilarious. Go downtown it's... and have a rat and all that thing off your face. When he's like shitting on her for for shitting on on his
0: niece. Yes, that's oh. the best. Because how could you not relate to that? It's like yeah. don't fucking talk to my niece like that. Don't talk to kids that way either. You well, also, those principal. people
1: who like they're just not fun people. Yes, and they
0: don't want anyone else to have fun because they're not laughing. You know, because they're that.
1: self-conscious, man. I've noticed anyone who tries to uh, shit on someone who's having a good time, it's because they don't know. How how to let loose like that.
0: I agree. And that's why I got so wound up on St. Patty's Day. When I saw all these people making posts about all the, oh, it's just a bunch of drug assholes out having a good time, I go, yeah, join or shut up. It's one day a year in which it's acceptable to start drinking in the morning. And you wear green, and you don't have to buy people presents. There's no family Yeah, exactly. You wear green and you drink all day. And it's, it's same not like complicated. when people
1: are like, oh, sports ball. It's like, you can just not, li- I've noticed this, man. And then, people they, are then, not then okay they watch with-
0: comic books and they have the same arguments that sports fans have, but with comic yeah. book characters. But just, also, yeah,
1: I've annoying. noticed this, that folks online, uh, it's not okay just to not like something. You have to go online and let people know you don't like it. And you have to let them know why, and you have to let them know why you're right. And it's like, yeah. if you don't like sports, just don't like sports. If you don't like a joke, just don't like it. Yes. And you go on with your life. Change it's the crazy. channel. I say this
0: all the time. I I made a tweet where I said this might upset some of my liberal friends. But look, Roseanne could be a show. Uh, You know how many times conservatives freak out about shows? Conservatives will always go off like, that show's too sexual. That show's doing this. That show's doing that. And I say to them, "Lighten the fuck up, you snowflakes, and change the channel." I say that to conservatives. Yeah, I call conservatives snowflakes. I thought they owned that word. They don't. And and the same one with I own the word, word kneecap. The so no yeah. one try and say that shit again. Yeah, Joey you hear me, doctors. Joey kneecaps. And I'm gonna
1: fuck a bunch of doctors. You should get
0: some health insurance. And um, <laughs> I I <laughs> said the same thing to conservative now? friends. I go, listen. Or some liberal friends. Like if you don't like it, it's fine. Like you don't like Oh, Roseanne is this, Roseanne is this. who cares? That's uh, pe- You're saying that people who disagree with you don't get to have their TV show? That TV show is for them. You don't like it, don't watch it. Yeah, Young Sheldon. Really I've never
1: that. tweeted about Young Sheldon once. I'll shit on it when I'm on a podcast because it's <laughs> gay.
0: <laughs> but I'm I, kidding, I, it's straight. Um but it's amazing to me how many opinions, strong opinions people have on shows that aren't aimed for them. Remember when right. the Twilight movies came out? Remember when Twilight movies came out? There were these. The third, vampire shit? Yeah. There oh, were these yeah. 30 year old, 30 something. I was probably in my mid 20s when those came out. By the like way, no
1: way, anyone who right. didn't but like the the little bit I did, uh, just don't like it, by the way, instead of telling
0: people what I said about, uh, oh,
1: about Young Sheldon. Oh, are you <laughs> yeah. worried?
0: Are you worried that you're no, going no, to something the that's Chicago something comedy like, group? Yeah, is yeah gonna, exactly. So, listeners who are in the regular world, um, we are, are envious of you. Good job. We are now at a point. The folks in time, who
1: go on to Facebook and they just see friends posting pictures of their kids, and that's it. No yes. political
0: thoughts. I know you're thinking. Those people are thinking. I'm so sick of seeing this same old. No, you're better because you're better off for it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. We're in a world where everything is Yelp. You know what I mean? Where everything is a complaint fact. Like, I didn't like Joe Fernandez was on Kill Gallon's Pub, and he said that Young Shelton is gay. <laughs> and so which now, also, what, which yeah, by the way, the this could is. happen. Yeah. Where now we're going to hear? Well, the actor is. Uh, Now we're going to hear Joe Fernandez is homophobic and it's going to be a thing where all of a sudden you get an email from someone going, I'm not getting booked here anymore. What's unlikely L- to too, happen because people know you're not homophobic. You're not. You're making a silly I'm little I'm scared joke. of them. But that's because they're tough and strong. Yeah, man. They, and they're they proud people. That's, that's We're just so talking funny. about Matteo Lane, who's been on the who's on the second episode of the podcast. Go back and listen Hilarious Dude. Great comedian. Tame I love the of idea shit. of being homophobic in the but sense he's like, ripped. they'll beat me up. Yeah, that's very funny. <laughs> I do you're like that idea. because
1: they're tough as shit. Like, they're going to kill Oh, I'm, I'm I've frightened. heard of Stonewall. Oh, I think they
0: should have equal rights. But, ooh, those biceps. You know what I mean? Like, it would be funny if I would have asked Mateo, dude, what's your workout plan? And he was just like, dude, you got to fuck dudes. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. Is that well, a, that'll work that's your ass. you get an eight-pack? Yeah. Get, all right. Well, that makes a lot of sense, actually, man. Get those four. All right. All right. All right fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, you got to worry about certain stuff like that with what you say and everything like this. And yeah, if you don't like something, you don't have to... Everyone, have noticed like that stand up is the hate. hardest thing
1: to get away with stuff because if you're first person, I've talked with McMahon about this. That's what like, we were starting
0: to talk about earlier. I was saying that stand up, really? yeah, because actors, it's all pretend unless you're like Daniel Day-Lewis, like you know. That's I got into that world. Music, people, Beyonce. I, I started talking with this actually some of the stuff I cut because I came off like being a dick a little bit on this regard. But everyone loves Beyonce. I think she's a little overrated.
1: I don't listen and, to any of her. I know shit. people I mean, are like
0: what did you just say? Look, I liked her early stuff, but some of her stuff, I think she's a great, great voice, great performer. Um, some of her songs I don't like. That Drunken Love song, not Drunken. Is it Drunken Love. Yeah. Do I don't know any song? of I don't know anything that's popular right now. I got to tell you. So you, it doesn't matter then. But she, doesn't write, she, they, she has a right she she's like 13th songwriters in every song. The average person does not care. So when they hear a song where they might not agree with the lyric, it doesn't phase them. I'm sorry, I got I've had a cold, so I'm getting real nasally right now. Ooh. But as comedians as comedians, everything we say gets torn And dissected. And dissected.
2: And I think
1: it's because so, you're first per Like I've noticed when I've done sketch. Sketch you up there. When I do sketch, I get away with so much more when it's a character. And especially because if you have a costume to aid what that character's perspective is. Wow, good point. But first person, if I'm being facetious, if I like just that way I was just doing that because it's what a dumb person would say. That's like yeah. what a homophobic middle school yeah, would say. Yeah,
0: nobody would take you that you really think that way. Right. With Young Sheldon. I mean, come on, right? <laughs> my
2: favorite joke... Young
1: Sheldon.
0: Not to interrupt you, we'll stay on this train of thought, but my favorite joke, Danny Callis, who I've got to get on The printer one. thing. How is that not one of the funniest jokes yeah. ever? Danny Callis, who you guys have heard me bring him up a few times, he's the... Um, Funniest guy in the place. One of the funniest dudes ever. <laughs> yes, he and I, if he if I, if you he were here in person, I would totally be ripping him apart because I would never compliment him that well in person. No,
1: I'm the same he, way. No, where one, if I, I can't give a sincere best, compliment, I, I, do I don't
0: want to receive one either. You know. No, he's one of my best friends. Was not sure at my wedding. Um, founder of comedians, you should know. Great stamp comedian. Look up his stuff online. Danny Callas, K A L L A S. He is a joke. Where he's talking about. He says something where he's like. I can't remember how this joke mm. starts, but he talks about it. It's
1: basically, like I wrote this out on hand. I didn't print it. I'm not gay. We get it. You like printing stuff. Well, no, well, you're you, gay. You
0: kind of butchered it a little I bit. I know, but I don't remember He's the specific. Someone asked it. He goes, No, I don't have a printer because I ain't gay. Oh, I thought, and okay. He goes, Yeah, because you know how these gays are always printing stuff, <laughs> printing this, print this. We get it. You're gay. Like, the idea that, like, Gay men are always printing things. Is so it, or it's so silly. Or that it's being—it gets used so, so flippantly
1: for stuff yeah. that it's like it's negative. I ain't gay, like, yeah, that's what yeah. It says
0: I don't know. Yeah, because I don't have a printer. You know why? Because I ain't gay. Like that's just really funny to me. Like, and
1: that also it has nothing to the point that saying something's gay almost has nothing to do with homosexuality at all. That it's because yeah. and not that's a good thing that it's. Well, I remember connotated with that, but more that like people say it in that fashion, but it's also making fun of someone who does that.
0: Yes, that's where that yes. perspective of that joke is. Yeah. But the funny thing is the pe- a lot of the people who do it don't even realize now. When I first started in stand-up, when I was like six months in, I would still slip up and say, that's gay. I was 22. Yeah. You know? And I remember my one comedian friend said, oh, yeah, keep saying that. That'll get you far in this industry. And I remember saying, what? Like, what? And, then, and then someone had told me, like, dude, that's pretty offensive. You just didn't know. And, and the thing is, that's the thing I'm trying to tell people nowadays because we're so one extreme to the other. And we were talking about Soren earlier saying this is the worst it's ever been. And there are a lot of people who think that in Chicago. And I had a joke for a while where I'm like, oh, we had 600 murders last year. That's what we had when I was in grade school. When I graduated eighth grade in Chicago in 1999, we had as many murders as we did last year. As a matter of fact, most of the 90s were way higher than the last five, six years in Chicago. Right. But everyone thinks things are the worst they've ever been. Why? Because we have social media, 24 But also because, scaring you. But also
1: because we're living in it and we don't know how it's going to turn out. That's, That's true, That's what with this Trump shit. Like, you watch a documentary in the 60s. It takes, what, eight hours? Mm. And you know how it all turns out. It worked out. Over, I mean, you Essentially, know, things yeah. got
0: better eventually. Right. But and we then, don't
1: know how yeah. this Trump thing is going to turn out, which makes it worse because every day you're dreading.
0: The war ended. We stopped killing leaders. Like, yeah, that's where yeah, the 60s like we all out.
1: know how it turns out. And it's also, we're not living every day wondering, is a nuke going to hit Hawaii? Is this going to happen? Yes. Is that? So when you're living in that time, of course it feels like the worst. Yes. Because you weren't around when Genghis Khan was raping a shit ton of
0: people. Yeah, or when the Vikings were coming to <laughs> like, the village. I mean, yeah. That's or, why it seems like the worst. Or when you got a, a sn- sniffles, you were dead. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Like, like, like you yeah. scrape,
1: dude. When uh, so softball, I think it was last like year.
0: People are dramatic.
1: Last year during softball, I scraped my leg doing a slide, oh, I did and I too. thought,
0: I thought. Okay, so we played you know on what? concrete at that stupid school you picked. Sorry, go ahead. Go, I know it's ahead, rocky. Story. It's rocky. <laughs> rocky. <Go ahead. laughs> that's pulling it polite.
1: But I scraped my leg, and I was like, okay, I don't need anything, man. People back in the medieval times, they'd be fine. And then it started to hurt. Like I couldn't walk on it. Yeah, and was finally was went boring on there, right? So I didn't do any medication though. I was just like, whatever. It'll be fine. Fu- I mean, people survive this kind of shit. So you didn't smoke any weed? Come on. No, uh, no. I, I do not smoke weed. I think you're not that a really
0: big weed guy. Nah. No, that's true. You're not. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why booze is such a problem for me. Yeah, I can but, see man. Uh, you need another <laughs> one already. Yeah, You're about to. I may have one more. Uh, you can have this one. I haven't opened yet because I could switch to Jameson. No, I Ooh, have whiskey I got good patties too. upstairs.
1: Um, but uh, I thought, oh, humans survive this all the time. They, you know, and then when I finally needed to get, they were like, "You need antibiotics." And I went to the doctor, and I told that to my buddy. I'm like, I don't know. I just thought people survived. He's like, people got their legs cut off because yeah. of that, and you forget that that was something that like any. Uh, that's why I'm surprised human beings have survived because it's just like we are the worst in terms of wh- other than our brain power. We're susceptible to... Like, fucking the flu killed people less than 100 years ago. Dude, or maybe I, 100 years ago is when I the flu... I was Bob
0: Marley thing. You know how Bob Marley died? Wasn't it a toe infection? They found cancer under his toenail. And they just said to him, we'll cut the toe off and you'll be good. And he refused to because of religious reasons. Whatever religion he believed in believes, I don't know, Rastafarian mm. or something, believed you... How you come into this world, you leave. Well, so he died so, four years later because it got to his brain. You know why? spread from your toe to your brain. I don't know how tall he was, but that's still a good but journey. But here's
1: the thing, because if he had cut off his toe, he couldn't get up, stand up.
0: Stand up for your right. But Ooh, because of his toe, he good, cut man. off. If I had like a producer, he could hit the sound cue. He could hit, cue, he could hit a little reggae <laughs> going. One day, kids, I'm going to be that big. You keep listening and telling your pals. Um, um, yeah, but we were talking about... Um, I forgot it again. I don't give a fuck what you're we talking about. Fuck, that. No, no, no but, we we're uh, talking we were about talking music about... and comedy and how everything is statements now. Yeah. And, and you know what we were talking about before the podcast that I thought was very interesting? Uh, and, and it relates to society but right sex. now. All right, so we're ta- talking about as comedian. This relates to being a comedian. Because, um, you know, we're talking about like... How what we say are become statements. and yeah. Everyone wants to overanalyze everything a comedian says, and how it's just up us up there. It's just you and the stage and a mic. So everyone's so over. And we're talking about how maybe we're talking about this off mic again when I we had paused. Yeah. Where I was talking about how everyone wants to believe they're living in the worst of times, when really they're not. Yeah. And
1: no, I mean now is hundred percent the best time to live. It is the best time to be. Penicillin's alive. around.
0: Even even this stuff. I remember seeing, and this is terribly tragic. And I know people who knew the man. A comedian friend of ours was his nanny. The, there was the Chicago police officer who, who get, got shot in the line of duty. Remember, a cop got killed like what? Two, oh, yeah, was that was like in front of the ago. Thompson Center. Yeah. Yeah, tar- terribly tragic. Everyone says greatest dude around. So, you know, it's sad when anyone dies, yeah. any cop, you know. But this was a really great guy. So, obviously, really tragic. Um, when, when that happened, I remember um, why did I lose my train of thought with this already? Son of, that just bring up a dead cop for no reason? Damn it. I didn't mean this. Don't laugh, dude. It makes it worse. Um, oh, no, no. Here's the point. I remember someone commenting on someone's post going, this is insane. This happens every day now. And then me reading that going, no, it does not. It does not. It very much doesn't. In 2017, obviously the numbers for 2018 aren't out yet, but they're not any crazy. Yeah. 2017, 66 police officers in the United States died in the line of duty. Yeah. 66. well i mean the wire people like,
1: i know i met a cop who, who went 66
0: the... too many but it's way lower than even decades past you know what i mean yeah but it's just this weird But most thing cops even on. talk about how they never
1: more often than not they spend their entire careers not pulling their gun yeah you know or like not even or not using it anyway yeah. maybe they yeah obviously they pull it but not using it
0: well there was an old joke before things got tense you'd see on shows where they'd be like you ever shoot somebody and the cop would be like
1: no, <laughs> yeah.
0: like yeah, or yeah, it's just like a. Thing.
1: That's what most cops like The Wire because a, not a lot of it is like gunfight, shootout. It's like no, you normally are dealing in a lot of red tape and bullshit, trying to find, trying to find like.
0: I just shoot a fingernail off and put it on the table. It's pretty gross.
1: Guess what? I don't give a fuck. Nice, um, but uh, and I never would. Christmas? Why would you give someone a fuck? No, you know, it's a terrible gift. It's a bad gift. Yeah, I would give it to maybe my mom or my dad. You'd give them a fuck. I have sex with my
0: mom or dad. <laughs> oh, dude. I like a buzzer again. <laughs> no, but you, you have something you want to get into. We resolve what we just resolved there. Um,
1: yeah, we talked about cops dying we now.
0: Talk oh, God, dude, don't make it silly. Because I really do feel bad. And I saw this horrible video about a, a, they put a cop dog to sleep, and it made me cry. Mm. That's the other thing While well, being a dad that I, I didn't really fully get to. You were saying I'm a good dad, and I'm like, I'm getting that fucking nasally shit again. Sorry, give me a second here. I got to clear it up. <clears throat> there we go. Make sure you do it on mic. Very good. Don't pull the mic that away to do it. That <laughs> good radio right there. No <laughs> cough button on this podcast. Uh, I get angry when I hear stories on the news or see it in public or just hear about anything about people who are bad at parenting. Because in my head, I'm like, how is this not the biggest thing in your life? How are you not going out of your way to make this child safe and happy and all that? That really does anger the hell out of me. I don't... I've become a different person and it happened before he was born i think it started with the cubs winning the world series and i know that sounds like are you don't don't do that joe don't take this crazy. i'm on board though but you're on board because yeah. you're an astros fan and you're a sports fan and you get it when they won the world series it meant so much more than just some people are just like it's a baseball team winning so what and i'm like you don't understand my whole life i was told it's never going to happen people who cared so much about the team never got to see this so when it happened this just this rain of emotions just came over me and at first, I was so excited, and on the plane ride home, that's when I started to cry. Like I got like, I wasn't bawling, but it was just this tear And when I still watch those highlight videos, those pump up videos, they show the highlights of them winning it all to like a really killer song, I get so touched up. Yeah. So that happened. I
1: rewatch Game Five of the World Series all the time. Right. <laughs> like. Me-
0: I, I, I do, I watch, I, once every couple of days I still watch these highlights and I still get emotional. There's one that I, that I just discovered where it's Cubs in the World Series, it's called Cubs in the World Series, Everybody Goes Nuts. And in it they show like people doing their own reactions, like they set up their cell phone camera, they set the camera to the party they're at or the bar they're at or just whatever. And one is this woman who's clearly in, going through chemo. And it shows her, like, when they were up 8-6, the Indians scored one more to make 8-7. Yeah. Because they got the first two outs, and, of course, the Indians had to score one more run. And she's just like, oh, we're two strikes away. Like, you know, you could, and you see this bald yeah. woman who you're just like, oh, my God, look how sick you look. I just want to hold you. Yeah. And tell you, fuck cancer, right? And then it shows, and when they, when they get the last out, all the reactions of people going nuts, and they're playing this, like, score. It's not like a song, but it's a score. It's like, nah, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like like you know, music from uh, Remember the Titans. Which they actually right, have an orchestra thing, yeah. Yes. And, and then they cut back to her standing in front of her TV because she was on the couch when they had it, And she was standing in front of the TV bawling her eyes out with a tissue. And then there's another where it shows a woman who broke down and, and her dog was like pawing. At her, like, are you okay? Because the dog doesn't get it. But then it shows her yeah. cuddling with her dog. And it's just like that emotion you get. And then I can't – since my son's been born, anything where – I used to like Feel the Dreams a lot. I talked about this on the baseball podcast because we were doing our Mount Rushmore baseball movies. Field of Dreams now has an effect on me it didn't have before I became a dad. The scene at the end where he's like, Hey dad, you wanna have a catch? Yeah. I'd lose it now. Yeah. Cause I think about me and my son. And then I think about me and my dad. I love my dad, I have a great relationship with my dad. And and it has like Lion King, We're watching Lion King when fucking Mufasa dies, fuck that movie, man. I can't even watch that scene now. It totally changes who you I'm are. I'm
1: the same way in the ass to ass scene in Requiem for a Dream. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I get that, man. I was a Wall Street lawyer for a while who who threw dollars at women to go ass to ass. Before
0: I was a dad, that scene in Wolf of Wall Street where he does cocaine off that prostitute's butthole... Totally upset. So two me years ago, because I used to do cocaine, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a waste of cocaine. Because little bits of cocaine particle are going to get into the butthole, so, and you'll never get that cocaine. I know, right? That. You don't want to sniff poop and coke. No, that's a deadly combo. Literally, um. it's deadly.
1: It's funny but, what you say though, because when, so when the Cubs won the World Series, I bet you wish you were where I was because I was like right by Wrigley, and when I went out, I was depressed though because I was like, will I ever get to experience this? Being around Astros fans when this happens. Yes. So it was like a bummer because it was like, you know, all my friends are happy. But I'm not with my friends and family, not my team. And it was hard to appreciate because it was like, is this going to happen? And my my parents are pretty bad. At least my dad's in bad health. So it was like, Uh, will this happen? So I was able to go to Houston at least. um, But uh, it is weird because, um, going back to why sports matter, when the Astros clinched the pennant for the AL, I started crying a ton, but more because I was like, I don't know if I'll get to be with my friends or family for this when they win it. I don't know if I'll be able to go down to Houston yeah. if I can play.
0: Well, no, it's yeah, it's that's not a cheap flight either.
1: I will say going to CYSK, it did make me appreciate Chicago because it was like, oh right, I have a ton of people who I care about here. When I went to Houston for Game Six, it was like I had childhood friends, but. We haven't really talked, and it's not like these people who I've known over the past 10 years who I have a bond with over comedy. Yeah. So, getting to be at CYSK with all you guys and Marty bringing me on stage and like.
0: That was great.
1: Yeah, dude. And um, Galway Bay pop champagne and shit. Like That, that was, was cool, crazy. Man. That like, was super cool for me. So, you. it was a very interesting experience of like getting to have them win while being in Chicago. And I thought I'd be so bummed because no one would give a shit. And uh, having I was all those Brooklyn, friends. in New did. York. I
0: know, you told me. at Lebo. Brooklyn, man. And Lebo was the <laughs> first guy I saw. Um, Chelsea Hood actually was there. I think I hugged her first because we were near each other. I was in the back. I probably told this story on the podcast before. I was in the back of the room um, in the showroom because they had the big – first I was watching – I'll
1: quote Lebo, by the way, because you told me this quote, and I like it a lot. uh,
0: Okay. Yeah. We'll reenact it. We'll do a little (laughs) uh, play here. I was in the main bar, which is separate from the showroom, and I didn't even want to go up. But Lebo was like, come on, man. And it actually worked out well where I went up during the seventh-inning stretch and missed like five pitches. Because you know what you know they they take longer. So I, I was supposed to do ten minutes. I did like seven and a half. Anyone who knows me knows <laughs> I never go under my time. I'm notorious for kind of going long on sets. Unfortunately, I got to write that reputation. Not notorious. I, I'm usually right around the ballpark. Um, and
1: not, notorious is more reserved for like people who kill people. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or MMA fighters or rappers. Like
0: Blagojevich. Sure. Yeah. The notorious Blago. Um, and <laughs> I. My favorite rapper. Yeah. Notorious Blago. So when the show ended they they dropped down this huge projection screen in the showroom so I left the the little analog it was a hipster bar so a hipster bowling alley bar in Brooklyn so they had like an analog television like this big box piece of shit fuzzy reception I'm watching game 7 of the World Series the biggest game of, of yeah you know and you could tell I'm, I'm obsessed with the Cubs Again, I yeah. wish I had. I wish this was. We should have gone live. No, I think, I think you and I have the same passion. You have an that, yeah. Astros uh, thermos here, I, I
1: bought an Astros shot glass. I bought a fucking coffee mug. I bought a new Astro. Yeah, I mean, I spent like roughly I 200 dollars I mean, literally, I got there.
0: an Anthony Rizzo and David Ross cereal box up there. I got Cubs baseball cards unopened out of the box. I got a Carey Wood Beanie Baby. Um, that's a flag. I, that's a brick, an actual brick from Wrigley Field. Yeah. Uh, that whole bookcase is all uh, sports memorabilia. Some of it's 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 all baseball though, because I got a Kershaw bobblehead in the box. I got a Mike Trout bobblehead, minor league. Um, all those cups are from the California baseball stadiums I went to in the 2016 season. I saw the cu- that, I saw the Cubs play at those stadiums in Anaheim, oh, okay. in San Francisco, Oakland. A couple playoffs. Wow, Cubs. how
1: lucky is that to have the AL West and, the and ALS. ALS. get this? Well, NL West you would have, but and ALS, people forget
0: yeah. this because everyone's like, "Oh, it sucks that you, you're you don't you're not a Chicago resident." I wasn't. Sh- I lived in LA all of 2016. Yeah, I wasn't a Chicago resident when the Cubs won the World Series, mm-hmm. but the Cubs went through. San Francisco in round one and L.A. in round two. And I saw games in San Francisco and L.A. So I saw two playoff games because they had to go through California Being a road to, fan does to Cleveland suck, and though. Chicago.
1: I think you'll agree, being a road fan. It
0: does, but not when you're a Cub fan for some reason because Chicagoans move. That you travel well, yeah. We, 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 when your franchise has we been around immigrants. since the 1900s, those
1: longer franchises do travel so much
0: better. And the Cubs with WGN and all that stuff. So anyway, I, mean, I don't need to keep pointing out memorabilia. You know i got some cool shit. But um, – I'm such a diehard that people are like, wow, that's insane for you and all that. So when I was there, when they had tied it, the rain delay, I went outside and family who's listening to this. Yeah, I'll have an occasional cigarette when I'm very, very upset. <laughs> and I did. I went outside and bummed one off of someone because I don't buy packs. I'm not a, I'm not a I'm impressed. Yeah, I, people can do that. I'm very impressed by but go ahead. And I just needed to take some, take a breath. And I remember staring at because we were right near the river. Across the river you could see in Manhattan. And I saw the Empire State Building, and it was just lit up in its normal Empire State Building things. I'm bringing that up because it helps the story in a second or two. You'll see here. And I then said thanks to the people. And the people that weren't sports fans, but they, I was decked down Cubs stuff. So they're like, look at this guy. He's head-to-toe Cubs. He's clearly riding an emotional roller coaster right now. I then go inside. It's a single bathroom, just me in there. I wash my hands, throw some water on my fist, look at myself in the mirror, and I'm like, it's not over yet. It's not over yet. We got this. I threw some headphones on. I, I mentioned Oasis earlier. i became become a huge... I was, I was never that big of an Oasis fan in the 90s and two, early 2000s when that's they were still a band. Were, Yeah, that's huge. When they were, they were huge, I was. I liked them enough. Like I remember liking that morning. I had Morning Glory on CD. They had Wonderwall Champagne Supernova. That makes me wonderwall about you. It doesn't. And, and I like that, but I wasn't that big on them. You know, and then um, my brother got into him, who's way younger than me. I got a brother who's like thirteen years younger than me. He's going to be twenty-one soon. He's at he's at University of Illinois. He got into him, and I was home in Chicago for games three, four, and five of the World Series. Had to go to New York for this interview thing, so that's why I watched games six and seven in New York. And, uh, anyway, so a week before that, or not a week, but like during game three or four and five, I'm home during the day. My brother's like, Hey, this Oasis documentary just came out last night. I'm going to order it on demand. You want to watch it with me? I go, yeah, sure. You know, I like Oasis, but I thought I'd, I just like, like them. Like, oh ah, yeah. yeah. If an Oasis song comes on, I go, I know this, this is a good tune. I then watched the documentary. I go, God damn. This band was amazing. I forgot. Oh, I, I didn't even know about this album or these songs I even know about. and like, shit. And then the brother brother relationship that was sad because they ended up breaking up the band. They, they haven't talked in like 10 years. Yeah." They broke up in '09. What, like and still, Liam the
1: heckled Noel right at, at like the, he said he was the, sick, and then he like fucking heckled he he him was from the balcony, sick, so
0: he couldn't do the unplugged uh, Oasis unplugged. So Noel's like, "Well, we're here, so you're canceling last minute. I'm going to fill in and sing the songs." And Noel's a, a great singer in his and own And Then right. Liam
1: heckled him from Leo the, balcony, was in the right. balcony, just heckling you,
0: suck, <laughs> fuck you, like you know. Um, when they said, some people are like, he said he had uh, laryngitis, but he was really just hungover, or really, yeah, yeah. really fighting each other. That was the thing about them, was they just talked so much shit about one another in the press. And they talked shit about other bands. If they didn't like you, they'd be like, fuck that band, they suck.
1: And they like, also were so arrogant, they were like, we're the best bands, they the, we're the best. Yeah. Bands,
0: be- we're the be- you know, all this stuff. In a lot of ways, they were kind of right. They were amazing. I, think, yeah, I were really good. think, listen to Definitely Maybe, Morning Glory, even Being here, here Now, those first three albums are so fantastic. So I was just, in the I for the flight, I... Downloaded definitely maybe more morning glory the first two albums, and I put my headphones in and I sat in the back of the room when the you know when the game was resuming from the rain delay, and put my headphones in. I'm down, cups up, sitting on the stage, Guinness next to me. Kyle Ayers, great comedian, took this iconic photo. Like L- I'm calling L- it yeah. iconic because my head was down because I was just in a zone and everyone thought I was like doing like an eight mile thing. Where I'm listening to music and don't talk to me, and I was I just didn't want to be bothered. I I wanted to be in a happy place. I'm listening to. I think the song was Live Forever, which is such a cool song. So
1: no audio for the game?
0: No, I wasn't listening to audio. I didn't want to hear Joe Buck. I had no desire to hear that See, piece of shit. See, people shit on him. I like Joe Buck. So. No, he's bad, dude. No, he's not. He has his moments, but he sucks.
1: I heard him on an interview, and he's like, everyone thinks that because I say something positive about the road team, and I think people, like or whoever the team they're not rooting for, I like Joe Buck's No, calls. I think he's a nice
0: person. I think he's actually funny in interviews. No, but I like him calling games. No, his calls are bad. They're not good. George Springer's you know high run. Because he's, he, you know what he is? He's, he's fucking, he's trendy. Whatever, like, you no, know, he can make a big call. He made a great call in game one of the NLCS against the Dodgers. Montero was tied 3-3 in the eighth. Montero to Grand Slam. And well, that was, was like, yeah, that was, then, said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, in 2016, he said, Grand Slam, Montero, game one hero. Like, the way he said that was awesome. Um, the way he called the Dexter Fowler home run was great. He makes some good, he's Chip Carey. Chip Carey was a Cubs announcer who was good with the big moments, but just regular p- Pace of of action inning I, to inning. I don't was know brutal. why I don't, I, don't,
1: I don't. I'm the only person who done. I mean, I understand. lots of No, it's of people fine. Here. It's, an, it's
0: all opinion based. No one's right or wrong with this. So he that's had my fine. favorite call. The, my
1: favorite home run for the Astros in 2000, the World Series Game Five, when Springer redeems himself after diving for that ball. I don't know if you saw Game Five or just no. You know. I will
0: remember it. I watched all the World Series games.
1: Yeah, so Springer dives for that ball and it makes eight seven Dodgers. First pitch by Brandon Morrow. Springer hits and he goes long fly ball. Bye bye tie game again. And I was like, yeah, that's a good call.
0: Like oh, bad for Brandon Morrow because they ran him into the ground and that's he where I think every game of the playoffs. That's, that's why the Cubs d- are being careful with him in the first month or two. Dude, but Dave. Oh, that's right. He's with the Cubs. I forgot. Sign
1: But Dave Roberts lost that amazing series. Amazing year, Marrow, in, though. Yeah. No, but but Dave Roberts lost that series in Game One when Kershaw could have gone the full nine. Could have. Yeah, eighty six pitches in the after seven innings. And he's like, let's let Morrow and Jansen know. And it's like, dude, you go to extras. The next day, the Astros have seen them once. They've seen them already. They wouldn't have seen them. And now game five, Morrow's pitched all five games instead of four. Jansen's pitched four out of five. Like,
0: he did with Morrow that, what Madden did with Chapman, and that almost cost the Cubs. Dude, because Chapman was Madden is lucky that they so were able to lucky. pull it out. Because Chapman was ga- – you saw that
1: his miles per hour were down to like 98, and 97, which isn't a which lot. Which is still but, when,
0: great, but compared to 103, 102, when, when people are suddenly riding? seeing
1: it slower – Yes, it makes a difference. It makes it a
0: little bit fatter, five miles an hour difference. What I'll say about Madden is I still think he's an awesome manager. He had a horrible game. The way players have bad games, Junior Carlos Stanton went 0 for 5 with five strikeouts yesterday. Dude, he, yeah. had a, he had a two-run <laughs> homer. Players could have bad games. Managers could have bad games. Same theory. Let me just sum up the World Series oh, yeah, yeah, thing. Then we'll, we'll get to the comedy thing we wanted, both wanted to talk yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I, so I was sitting in the back and not talking, and I remember when that last ball was chopping over to Bryant. I dropped, took the headphones out of my ears. I stood up, and then as the ball went over... And Rizzo caught it. I was jumping up and down this video where I'm just like, fuck yeah, fuck yeah. And I think Chelsea Ho was right there. She's a Cubs fan because she's got Chicago connections and lives here now. I gave her a big hug. Then I ran it over to Mike Leibovitz. Hugged him? And I hugged him. I said to Lebo, I go, the Cubs haven't won a World Series since 2016. Because whole, our whole life, it was they haven't won since. And then you're Lebo, and here's what you say. "Ooh, after I humped him.
1: I haven't been fucked since, like that since 1908. Yeah. I picked him up. I remember you telling me that story. That's a good story. I remember story.
0: I picked him up. He wrapped his legs around me, and Lebo's a big dude. Not like big big, but you know, he's a little husky. And I carried him over to like uh to the wall and started to like hump him because I wanted to make the people laugh. And people did. And and he's yeah, he said, I haven't been f-. I think he said fucked. He goes, I haven't been fucked no, that I, good since I said fucked. Nowhere. You didn't we'll No, quote it you nah, you know, fucked. you worded it right. I fucked it up. God damn it, Joe. But
1: that's why I'll say is that like what's nice about when the opening day thing, I got to go down to the Astros for opening day. Yeah, man, was that day. a great asking with my folks? Dude, that's so nice. I'm happy but you, for you man. know what's weird, man? They pack it in as if it's an old style stadium. Like I was knee to knee with my dad and then the dude on my right or whatever, who I think was racist as shit, by the way. I heard him saying, like, the lat- Latinos and all that. I refuse to believe that. <laughs> but, like, uh, that's what's weird about being in Houston, dude. I had a show down there, too, and it was just like...
0: The stuff that plays in Chicago won't play there a little bit? Well, I don't or? know.
1: I, I didn't do anti-Trump stuff. Because I, I mean the only one I have is that one I mentioned. Maybe no, off well, podcast. I've even.
0: talked about this on the podcast. Me, Joe McMahon, and Jonah talked about in the first one about how political comedy to me is dead in a lot of ways. Um, right.
1: I only have that one line. It's out. overkill.
0: Everyone thinks they need to be a political comic. Everything thinks they need to do social commentary. A lot of them aren't good at it. They're preaching to the choir. And it's just kind of gotten boring. And Which I is like why boring.
1: in Houston it made a difference. Because I was like, oh, I wonder if saying anti-Trump shit. Because I, I make fun of people in Chicago when I say I'm anti-Trump. Give me a round of applause for pandering. And I was like, oh, I don't know if that'll work in Houston. Because like there could be yeah. Trump people. in And that, you totally. know, Texas is different. Although Beto O'Rourke, I'm rooting for him. Uh, the guy who's running against Ted Cruz. I heard, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome. Uh, but um, yeah, that's what was nice about going to opening day with my folks. Like It made up for not being with them when they won the World Series. So like awesome. being with them on the opening day, the banner, which uh, I'm, I gave the shout out earlier, and I'm gonna give it again. Eric West, super comedy fan. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, good dude. Yeah, he's great. Never dude.
0: says hi at the show. Tweets I know. you later. It's so crazy. I don't realize he's even there. It's like, and Shane, then he'll. I, no, I like. We Eric like Garrett, you. Dude. You're listening. We like you. Say hi during yeah, the dude, show. I might buy it. I'll pro- I want to buy him a drink. I would love to buy him I a know. drink. The one time I thought I recognized him and even talked to him, but I wasn't hundred percent sure because his hair was a little longer or he was leaning up against a wall or something. But it's amazing. He'll tweet at you, Great show tonight, and I'm like well, say hello, yeah, man. Dude, I we'll, didn't know you were we'll there. We'll hang out with you, man. It's I'd love cool. to shoot the yeah. show with you. We're not you know, we're crazy, but we're not that crazy.
1: Yeah. You know? But uh he um he tweet as, as said, How long did it take for that banner to get unveiled? Now it's like fifty-six seconds. And he I didn't even realize this, but it's it's pretty interesting. He's like, Oh, a second for every year it took to win the world series. I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Well, how yeah. about that?
0: Yeah. They always say about the Cubs, uh, 108 year, 108 stitches in a baseball is 108 years. Uh-huh. Um, the time they won, at, what was I going to say? There's another thing. that was one, there was a lot of one Oh eights. There was a coincidence. Like, uh, the game started at what would have been one oh eight this time or something like that. I don't fucking know. One point like
1: eight was, seconds to kill John F. Kennedy,
0: and that's yeah. online. Yeah, so it, was, it all goes back to JFK and all that sort of stuff. Um, like that. Um, all right, let's talk about
1: comedy, though. If I can say real quick, I know we're going before long, you bash.
0: Dude. comedy, no, it's fine if we go a little long, man. I'm cool with that. I'm not going to do an intro for this podcast, so I'll just do. Uh, See, I your love boozing and talking, though. I love that's it the the too. That's why I started the podcast. podcast is good man. for that, but I, I love, love talking and recording it. And isn't it <laughs> weird to have another drink? I would like another drink. See, that's what I'm saying. All right, let's get another drink. People have Pause it. All right, we both got another drink or two, which is nice. Ya! Oh, your fake language. Can I talk about that? When I first came back, yeah, yeah. When I first came back from, L- I, you know, moved back from Atlanta to Chicago, you were talking about, or you were just, you were just. I would talk to you, and you'd be like a pokanani, and you'd do all these weird, like little, no, no, and I'm like, what is this language? So no, my personality's gotten so unchecked since so people like, yeah. All right, so let's go into your comedy a little bit. I was gonna, <laughs> no, I was gonna compliment you earlier about this, and then I said, no, I'll save it for later. If you're listening, by the way, I'm not going to do the whole intro thing. I think I mentioned that already. Mm -hmm. I just don't have time for it, and the show's going long enough, so I'm just going to jumpstart it by the way I did. Anyway, and I was going to say what I like about you, Joe, is that you don't – you take risks, which I like. You also don't (laughs) – I could I could tell you're never you're not satisfied with the status quo of whatever what it is you know what I mean you'll do your act and you got hilarious jokes and you'll you'll do the same jokes for a while and work on them and make sure they're right and everything like that but then you'll also be like all right this crowd's not feeling this so I'm gonna go this way or fuck it I'm gonna roll the dice and try this yeah you're probably not gonna like this character which you do he does Joe Fernandez does a character called Masturbation Jenkins very funny.
1: I have a clip of it going very well at Laugh Factory, and I always someone's thinking about posting it being like, just so y'all know, it can work. It yeah, works a lot of the no, time, Some people
0: are like, what is he doing? Why yeah. are you He was doing well, and then he did masturbation. Drank, I go, fuck it. I, I hate boring. And I've talked about this a few times on this podcast. I personally, as a comedian, I'm one of those guys, I think I talked about this last time, if I did, so what, where it's either going to be great, and yeah, I'll use the word great, or... It's going to be terrible, but I'm going to be trying to be great while I'm being terrible. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be striving for that. I could, I could easily, when I sense it not going my way, I could easily go on autopilot and give you a freaking C-plus of a set. I will never give you a C-plus. That's mediocre. That's average. I would rather freaking hit a Grand Slam or go down swinging. Yeah. And I'm not saying, like, each shit on purpose. True outcome. But, fi- yes, I'm going to find a way. I'm like, all right, this audience isn't into this. Fuck it. I'll just I'll bite my lip and do my act and get off the stage and live the fight another day. No, screw that. I will be like, all right, you're not feeling me? Well, I'm going to find a way to feel yeah. you. I think in the movie Almost Famous. In the movie Almost Famous, Jason Lee's character says, you know what I do? I get people off. I'll find the one guy in the audience who isn't getting off, and then I will get him off. And that's what I think a comedian—that's our job, essentially. You know,
1: when I was in Houston too, what's weird is i I did some weird shit up top. Talked about my dad being my boyfriend of seventy years in the crowd, but then, like, when they weren't feeling it, I did some softball jokes, get them on my side again. Yeah, you got to play the game. And then, and then I go back to weird shit, and they weren't on board. But when they didn't like the two weird jokes, that's when I did masturbation Jenkins, just be like, "All right, fine. You know what? I'll go full blown." You don't like it. What can I do? But that's what's weird about it. I, I've realized this because I posted something the other day about a memory I had from uh, on Facebook. Not a memory in my brain, but on Facebook. That was like when I, I quit stand up for like a year, came back, and I was like loving all the people, and I was having a good time because I wasn't focused on it being successful. I was
0: going to Mike's. Why'd you quit? If You know my man. Uh,
1: I mean there was multiple things, but mostly I was doing a lot of road gigs. I don't want to say the management company, but you know who they are. Mm-hmm. Okay shows in sports bars where no one cares. I was missing friends' weddings and birthdays. Yeah, And it got to the point that I was like, this isn't fun anymore. And I'm not... And I feel like I just was starting to pander. And Matt Riggs even told me, he's like, dude, you're hacky as shit now. Like, you're going on those road shows and you're starting to not be yourself anymore. Some
0: of those road shows, you have to just... It's like, you have to survive. And that's what it was. You're doing a show in freaking Nowheresville, Indiana... To the um, point that even Ohio. doing well, Just wherever it's like,
1: but when, when you're fight to the point that even when you're doing well, you're not having fun. That's when I realized yeah. like,
0: no, that's a wake up call.
1: Yeah. And so, and you're not being yourself. You're like, I, I pulled up, I pulled out jokes that I hadn't done since I, like when I first started doing comedy yeah because they were so basic, but they worked I think out. And the
0: there. key is to do it. When you do those road shows, you know, all right, you know, this is going to be a rough go of it. I got to find a way to make it fun for me. But when you, I've had that where I'm like, and then you, you, because some people get so used to it that it takes them over. Yeah. And you got to catch yourself. I call myself a few times where I'm like, that joke's too easy. And I brought it back to the city with me. But what and I'll you say, you got to, got to separate those two. You have worlds.
1: jokes that when they work consistently and then suddenly they start bombing consistently when you're on the road that you're like, that's not funny anymore.
0: And that's not the case at all. You're just, it's just different. That's the thing about comedy, though. Like, people are so different what works in Springfield Illinois is not going to work in Denver and what works in Denver is not going to work in Salt Lake City and the true greats though you find enough you, they they get so good they just carve out their own audience and I, yeah exactly you know, but no, also we like the new Dave Chappelle special but i'm sure there are people in you know Houston that don't i will say though there is a there is
1: like a thing about rhythm and beats that even if yeah someone doesn't agree with, like, Stanhope is someone who probably can get away with that material anywhere now, but like
0: there is some about... But no, there are folks. audiences that hate him, though. When he does a show, all those people love him. Yeah. And I know this, and I like Sto- Doug Stanhope a lot. Good dude. Um, don't know him very well. I mean, I met him once or twice, but what he... Ha- he's carved out this audience where I remember seeing him at the Lakeshore Theater. The Lakeshore Theater is now the Laugh Factory in Chicago. Oh, yeah. But before it was the Laugh Factory. The I Lakeshore saw him there, Theater. too.
1: It was awesome, yeah.
0: Yeah, it was great, though. Here's the thing, though. I saw the early show, and in between shows, I was at the bar next door, Brendan's, fun little bar, and some guy was like, you, you pumped for the show? Like, oh, some dude was trying to make conversation. I'm like, oh, I, mean, I actually saw the early show. I'm just hanging out here with some friends. He's like, you went to the early show? Dude, everyone knows you never see a stand-up early show. And I remember being like, "Well, that's stupid." Okay, yeah. like I get, I, I get it. He's a little more drunker for the later show, and it's a little more funny or whatever. But it was to the point where his audience knew him so well that the diehard fans knew not to come out to the late show. Yeah, and the early show was still good. It was, it was good, but it wasn't great. Even I was like, "All right, it's fine." Really, it was that's good. interesting. I, no, I still had fun at the show. Yeah, I appreciated what he was doing, but he even, even he would tell you like he, he made jokes up there, going, "Why did you guys come to the early show?" Which I remember thinking like. Hey, dickhead, don't do one show and make it late then. <laughs> If you know that going in, just do a 10 o'clock, skip the eight o'clock. Money. I know, of
1: course. It's just, you know. But I mean, here's one of those things though, that like there is a rhythm. So you
0: started I don't want to get you back on your point. There's a rhythm, there's a cadence where people know when you hit the end, people laugh, right? And they laugh regardless, regardless if it's a funny bit. There are people yeah, who are such
1: cute. good performers that they can set They're trained, tell, tell yeah. a joke that if you look at it on paper, you're like, that is a d- there's no joke here. That's totally. just them being like isn't it crazy? I mean, that's crazy. And that's all it is. It's ba bump, ba bump, ba bump, ba da 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 And then they know at that part, I got to laugh. Kind of similar to music where it's like. Exactly. Yeah. So you They get, know
0: the part where here comes the chorus.
1: But that's where, if you're a comic, Here's you look at rap. that and you're like, I remember this is like probably three years ago. I saw someone doing Clinton Lewinsky jokes with cigar shit. Three years
0: ago? No, I'm, jo- I'm not joking. Fuck you. I'm not joking. That's the hackiest shit I've ever heard. But it was that getting was hacky in 2001.
1: I know, but it was getting
0: laughs, man. And I was just like.
1: You know this guy's just performing it well enough w- that they what know was the that audience to...
0: too. So we get it was... snobby thinking that everyone is studied in stand-up comedy. They're not. Sam, dude, Lane still very made a good niche, bit, where
1: or not a good bit. Made Lane Pesciell made this point. He's like, the average person maybe sees a comedy show five times in their life, life, and that's
0: being generous. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but I remember as comedians, I remember starting this podcast. No one said to me on my face, but I know what people think. They got on another podcast. The average person doesn't listen to podcasts regularly. Yeah, it's still a very you know, it's niche in a way they they
1: they want to hear about someone getting murdered and how they solved it or whatever.
0: Yeah, those have gotten big. Yeah, The serial and and podcasts there. Up There's and advantage want to listen to them. Like Yeah. That. yeah. Uh, maybe what I'm doing is just another all right, it's another comedian talking to other comedians being and I'm going to get non comedians on the show. I really want to. I actually was very close. My friend Amber James who was on two seasons of The Bachelor recently. Whoa, for real? Yeah, recently. Um she uh, I'm, I I talked to her and she wants to do the podcast, it's just we haven't you know, we had Easter weekend and some other stuff coming up. But I'm going to get her on, and then I've, I've got a buddy who's a movie Two critic. Seasons? I want to get I him. I didn't realize on. you could go back. And she was on Bachelor Paradise. Yes, you can go back. Go back and try and fuck a rich yeah, guy there's again. Been a few guys. Why would you not? Can I meet her? Can I sign up? <laughs> Maybe I'll get you on with it, man. And um, and I got I'll friends. come by on that one and just world. sit there. I got and just... friends in the world of sports. I want to get on. I got, I got, I got regular dudes. I was talking about my one buddy growing up with. Of, uh, you know. I want to get him on. I got some high school friends who I think would be funny on this. I don't care. The idea is I want to just get different walks of life in and show people, hey, this dude works in a union, and here's what his life experience is. I think the more you share life experience, the more you can create unity. Um. No. No. Totally wrong. Probably. I'm hoping. I don't know. I think if you drink with people who are, I think we're everyone is Mm -mm. a victim to being in their own little bubble. You drink with people who are just like you. You talk. Everyone agrees with each other. Have you not been online yet? Excuse me. No, I totally know that. (laughs) I totally. I know that. I'm trying to break that cycle. I'm trying to go against it. You know what I mean?
1: Exactly. Make people disagree. I want to get some authors on this. People write books. I want to get. People call you the human Russia. Separate them. Break them apart. Yeah, Put them in their own circles, you I've know,
0: never been called the human Russia, Joe. No. The human
1: Russia, that Kilgallen.
0: That's a very deep historical reference there. You're talking about the old Soviet Union, I'm just talking about now.
1: Oh, uh, right now. The fact that that's what I hate though is that folks like go along with that, that ideology where they're like, they they will divide. No one has yeah. a message of unity, they're always there and they're sub, they're sectioning themselves off into these small parts. If You of vote
0: like, for this person, you're a piece of shit. If you vote for that person, you're a piece even of shit. If, it's if you like, think differently than me, you're a piece of shit. And we wonder why every okay, so this is what happens. Eight years of the of one party, everyone's like fuck that party, fuck that party, fuck that party. Then the other party gets in charge, and everyone's like fuck that party, fuck that party, fuck that party. And then neither one gets anything truly accomplished.
1: But it is also racial and generals too, and it's even of like it is, it's yeah. like white and black feminists like that is a thing that like is a fight we, now, and like transgender verse like you know like there's all these subsects now, and it's like. If everyone agrees ideologically, like that's the thing. Well, it's, I'm trying to just, get past you know. the
0: point where we're. That's why I was trying. That's where some of the anger came in, and why I had to delete some of the podcasts last week. And I only deleted it because nobody was getting their full point on because everyone was interrupting each other. Yeah. And I didn't want a bunch of half truths representing people. You know, um, maybe half start,
1: truth. My favorite emo band.
0: They're a good one. Yeah, man. They're uh, sweet, sweet bass lines. And what? I, maybe I'll do like. We'll start one of those Patreon pages. You guys could pay me money, and I'll release all the bad Hell shit. Hell yeah! Save capitalism, baby. Um, because on that podcast, we went into a place where nobody, you know, I was like, all right, I got to delete this shit because it just wasn't going the right way. Yeah. Um, and I talked about this on the first one with white privilege, where we're like, hey, just admitting that you had things a little bit better because you're white does not mean you're a bad person. I feel like a lot of people are like. Oh, they're saying I have white privilege, so therefore they're calling me lazy or I got lucky. No, you could still have worked your ass off. We're just trying to say, listen, man, if you get pulled over, odds are you're going to get out of the ticket a little bit easier Easier, than the black guy. Not sa- you know, and there not, is financial not, privilege, too. And, I mean, yeah, like, no, there is. The rich black people get R- R- OJ was a rich black guy. He got away with it. Yeah. You know, and, and Cosby got away with shit for years. And I will was, say poor are, white and, and folks and, and poor
1: and, black folks have more in common than Absolutely. Rich. Uh, yeah.
0: Totally. I would 100% agree with you. I think financial privilege is higher than any color privilege or whatever. And, and then on the other side of things, the people who are constantly trying to bash white people. Kind of like to, Grant Hill and Jalen Rose, just to make it Yeah, Grant Hill grew up rich, went to Duke. Get it. You know what I mean? Yes, Jalen Rose did not. Went to Michigan. Still a great school, though. No, oh, yeah. Um, but and, and on the other side of things, the people who always want to blame white dudes for everything, it makes me. It does make me laugh. But it is funny when someone I'm trying to make the point. What's the point? Um, oh, like my dad made this point once when we were talking. They were talking about how um, human beings are the only people to drink the milk of another animal. Well, that's. I mean. Because we're the only ones who know how. how did, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, when people
1: say like... Um, human beings are the only ones to shoot another human being into space. You don't um, see cows doing that Meredith shit. Meredith
0: said on the podcast last week on this part was deleted. Meredith said that white men have started all the wars. Not true. All the war. First of all... all so in, but
1: Bloody Mary is also someone who... Not a war necessarily, but also like... There's a reason why her name is Bloody Mary. Well, no,
0: I get that. I'm not saying yeah. women-wise, but I'm saying... Back in, in, in Jesus' day, those weren't white dudes... Jesus wasn't white? Oh, is that it was a race. She was, she was yeah, saying yeah. that white men have started everything. So I'm saying I'm going by white alone. Men have obviously started the vast majority oh, of of course, wars. yeah. You know why, though? It goes back to the milk thing. Because we're the ones that could. We're, we're the stronger gender or, or stronger sex. And, and I'm not trying to be a dick here, but that's just how that goes. I
1: always think about this in terms of... Uh... Like evolutionary, stuff. like if women were like, the
0: stronger ones, they would have started the war. If you People watch, bad.
1: if you watch nature documentaries too, it's very sad. But it is like dudes just fighting to fuck a harem of women, whether it's seals, whether yeah. it's dolphins. So it's whether really it's women, Stop gorillas. Being so gorillas. I blame you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Literally I mean, it is, it is sad that that like is a fact of nature somewhat. I feel
0: like well you know, they, another effect of nature know. is people forget it's tribalism so obviously racism is a real thing and racism does exist there's no denying which that which is at weird because it's arbitrary like at the end of the day skin color is it's actually skin, it doesn't mean shit know, yeah. it's just pigmentation it's what happened was the civilization started by the equator fact basically and it's very Hot there, so your skin's going to get darker. And then, as people started to spread out for various reasons, following herds and and food and whatnot, they became paler because they had to adjust their skin to where they were. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that's Norwegians versus people in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's environmental. If you're in Scotland, you're you're going to be a little bit whiter because the sun's not out too often. You know, and it's a little colder. It's rainier, and it's all it's all environmental. When you break down human DNA, it's all the same. You really yeah. can't, you know, there's really no, no, no right. difference, you know. Um, but old, but, not to I get mean, all like, you know, Martin but, Luther King on the 50th anniversary, good dude. We bleed the same blood. It's all red, right? No, like, but that's that the thing that's thing.
1: so funny is that people will find reasons to hate each other no matter what. Like Irish and English. Uh, uh, yeah, Those are and, both white people. Be fast, for it's Belfast, it's like, and, yeah. and, and
0: African, there's African nations that war against each other. That's black on black. And there's white on white. By the way, it's, you're laughing at the black on black. No, no but, like no, but I'm more laughing at the fact
1: that, like. We're at this point now that I've, I'm sure
0: people hate us, you know? Uh, well, they hate because they want to hate. They People wake up in the morning looking to hate something. Yeah, and wake haters going to hate. is going to hate. Wake up in the morning looking to love something is what I'm trying to say. I really believe that people at the end of the day are all the same. So say the, peop- the, the people we know, that we have great feminist friends, and in their mind, let women run things. You guys have had your turn for so long. All right, fine. Let you run stuff. I bet you'll make a bunch of positive changes at first, but after... X amount of, de- after a few decades, you'll be just as corrupt as all the dudes at top. Because at the end of the day, people are fucking people. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, it uh, should just only be white men running stuff. I don't believe that. I believe y- it doesn't matter. You and I, I think we're talking about before the podcast started, that it used to be when I was watching stuff, like um, if I watched a movie with a strong female lead, who's the star, who's the hero in the Terminator movies? Sarah, Sarah Connor. Connor. Were you thinking, oh my God this is a strong woman in a position of power. Right, or Ellen this is a good or movie.
1: Beatrix Kiddo, yeah. Yeah, this
0: is a good movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we kind of went into that a little bit. Like, like everyone was talking about Black Panther being this, this pioneer movie. It's so great that black people get to see a superhero, which is great. What, blank man didn't count? Like, I'm just being a dick. Uh, Hancock? No, I get it. It's in the Marvel universe, and I get that, and, that's no, and it's nice to see representation because now young black kids get to see a hero who looks like them, yeah. and you could believe that. And the same with the movie of a female president, little girls could say, hey, I could be a president too one day, where there's never been a female president, so a lot of little girls don't even see that as an option. Yeah, I understand that, and I think that's great.
1: No, you know what's funny is the first time I kind of recognized racism was in fourth grade. Uh, as a trivia, we used to do a trivia question every Thursday when I was in fourth grade or whatever. And it was like, what is the name of the first black coach in the NFL? And my buddy was like, oh, it's Art Shell," And I'm like, no way, dude. He's coaching now. You know how long the NFL's been around? And, <laughs> I'm not joking. Yeah. But I was like, no, he's, he's around now, dude. Yeah. Like, there's no way he's the first black coach. He's been around since the 1900s. And then it's like, oh, shit. And then you start to realize all these things that you didn't know
0: growing up. There is a numbers issue with some stuff, though, with some representation. I remember when Fresh Off the Boat came out, it's a show about an Asian family, and someone saying, we need a lot more shows like this. And I get the sentiment. I get the rah, rah, rah. Yeah, I get that. That's great. I'm not being a dick. But when I hear stuff like that, I think it goes back to being uh, obsessed with baseball when I was a little kid. I was upset. I got obsessed with baseball when I was like four or five. And I, and as an adult, being smart enough to be like, why did I get so into studying? I knew, dude, I memorized the World Series winners for the last 50 yeah. years as a six-year-old. I look back, oh, my parents got divorced right around then. I was probably trying to mentally block oh, out that aspect, stuff. Yeah. So then I got into numbers, and I got into that stuff. And I'm not even that great at math. I'm good at statistical math, though. I, if you gave me an algebra problem right now, I'd be like, fuck you. But the last statistical stuff I'm pretty good at. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting a little bit better at some of, like, how, why someone's war is this with baseball and some value for a replacement player in basketball and some stats. Like I, I get a little bit more of that. But I bring this up because... Um, when someone says there needs to be a lot more shows like Fresh Off the Boat, I, I always want to ask them how many more shows because I, I want to know their answer because I'm curious because Asian people make up 12 to 14% of the country, so how many shows should they have? And well, I'm, I'm not saying it like – I know that sounds a little bit like, whoa, also, Joe. Also, how much is it
1: centric on the racial thing too? That's, well, what, I that's find what I mean that, like, because I, I think – a lot. I mean, and you know, if I can get personal in terms of like when folks are like, "Oh, you're not really Latino," it's like, okay, you're denying that's every every insulting is fuck
0: to you, right? <laughs> I know. That, I, I would no, be no upset I know. And about I'm okay with folks you.
1: joke about it. Like joking's fine, but when people are like legitimately like you're not really, that's when it's like, all right, you're denying. Like honestly, my Cuban family, I'm way closer than the Irish side for sure, yeah. because I grew up visiting my grandma in Queens, New York, who didn't speak English. My my aunt doesn't either, and like. It's just weird that folks those are people like, are bullshit "How come?" But how come you don't pronounce your Y's like J's? Because you would if you were Cuban. You know that. I mean, that's the insinuation I yeah. think. And
0: so that's why. And it's those are probably people who think they're liberal saying that to you, aren't they? Uh, I don't even know. I mean, some, I just, come on, some because you know what I noticed about. I can't. I can't say what. I mean, There's like, it, I will
1: say it's a mix. I, it's certainly like if I'm in Indiana, there, like you don't look like a Fernandez. No, people on the, you know, you don't people, talk like you know.
0: Conservatives do this shit too, and they do it. But
1: liberals do it right, too. I will say, like, folks are like, but you know, like, I mean, it's a different way of being. Like, but you're not really a Fernandez. Is both both sides say that? Well, and I will the, say Latinos say that too. But you look, by the way, you
0: look more white. Yeah, for say to say, whatever. If you were to look more Cuban, people would call you Cuban, but you look more white, so people think you're white. Right. Uh... And President but also Barack and Obama matter too. President like, Barack Obama, it's funny to me because people always say, you know, there's been f- we've had forty four presidents white. We've had one there was black. And part of me wants to say, Well, the one that's black is also as much white as he is black. So really we've had th- we've had the same we've every president's been white, one's been black too, right? Yeah. But if I say that, if I were to say I'm saying that on podcast now so people are gonna hate me for saying it. Fuck it. But, I know. If if I'm
1: already thinking about how many
0: people are gonna not like me after this, but I don't think you've said anything wrong. I think I've said stuff <laughs> wrong. But here's what, here's what I want people to understand. If they're listening to this right now, I'm just asking the question. I'm not saying one way or another this should be this way. I would, I would be fine if all of a sudden I turned on ABC's Tuesday Night Lineup and every show was centered around an Asian family. I wouldn't think that was weird. But
2: that because you found know weird, what my though. favorite
0: shows growing up were? We taught Fresh Prince. I never missed Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I never missed Martin. And I never thought to myself... These are black shows. I just and thought they were shows. The difference being, Fresh Off the Boat is very
1: centric on the race, race and racial stereotypes of yes. it. Yes. Whereas Martin and Fresh Prince were not like that. No. It was like Fresh Prince was just a good show. a show, yeah. That family, and I mean, not and to say they, that not they not didn't say did say
0: show about. If there was a show about, if if Fresh Prince was about this, a show about the struggle of a black, like good times was. Well, it, Will Smith or, was
1: someone who like brought that to the family. So.
0: Did your mic come out? I can't hear you. now. hold on a second. Yeah, you yanked it out. I got. How
1: you. long has it been like that? No,
0: just I caught it immediately. It was a split second. Good because I've been saying some great shit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, but no, you know what I mean. Like about the, like we bring up Fresh Prince and 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 all that stuff. Um, the '90s, looking back, was was a different time. There wasn't a lot of racial talk in the '90s. Stuff happened, obviously, Ronnie King, O.J. trial, yeah. you know, a few things like that. But the '90s was such. I think because the economic times were really good. When you have good economic times, what are you doing where your mic's... Hold on one sec. Oh, shit. It's all right. You took it out. It doesn't stop the recording. Chill out. (laughs) Fucking Nancy. No, I'm kidding. All right. right. Now we're good. You know why your cord got so wrapped Wrapped up. Wrapped up. My cord got wrapped up in the conversation. It did, man. Um, But no, if someone's listening thinking, why does does Joe... I'm not... I just want to. I just think people need to ask the questions more. I'm not saying because Asians are only 13% of the population, which I think is also the same percentage of black people, is that they should only have 13% representation on the TV shows. I'm yeah. not saying that. Not at all. Okay. And
1: I will say underrepresentation also makes it okay that the Cleveland Indians and the Washington R words uh, are <sighs> still, you know what I mean? Like, because people, there's not enough people to. I mean, like, there's not people, enough, And people are upset about it. No, but, there's like, power in numbers.
0: It's if, not if enough Native, to... If the Native American population was bigger in America and they said, well, we're not going to your games anymore, we're not going to watch TV and we're boycotting anyone who sponsors, those names would be changed in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. If there was but, enough, yeah. Yes, if they're enough. As you're saying, Because, but they're underrepresented. There's not enough fight, I guess. No there. one ever is going to say,
1: know. like, when's our first Native American president coming around.
0: Yeah. Right no now, one ever does
1: say that. And that's why it's like, I, that's why in a way it's weird that like when it comes to... Well, Hispanic people outnumber
0: black people in this country. Easily. Yeah. But also, I mean, I don't know how much of that... But a lot of it's the, the racial history, though. Black people have been here since the founding of the country, it's way before Spanish right. People War. Right. Chris first before... person to get shot in the uh, yeah. uh, Revolutionary War. Great, or to great. Or start that shit Great off. little piece of trivia. Um, and they've been here since the beginning. So the beginning of this country, has been uh, white people, mostly from England and, and Dutch Netherlands, you know, um, and, then, and then slowly after that, all the other immigrant groups came through, and, and black people. And so they, those two groups have been here since the beginning. So no one's saying it, it was always when's going to be our first black president. So now a lot of people are like, all oh, right, black person's out of the way. When's our first woman? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not saying that. No, I know. I you know, know, what I know I'm, I'm know, saying. For sure. And, and now, and then the first woman comes so with people like, what the fuck, you know? And then say Hillary did get elected or any woman got elected. After the woman was done, they would be like, all right, now Hispanic, now Jewish person. Yeah. Now th-. Then it would have kept going this way. But that's not how it works, though. You know what I mean? I I'm not saying I was—look, I, I, I didn't like Trump. I had my problems with her, Hillary, too, and I made that clear to a lot of people who know me. Um, I, definitely, I definitely would rather hurt her than Trump. And I, if you don't, if you the don't like too, me for that, fine. I
1: don't what care. You don't Clint- have to love each the other Clintons for everything. in general, like Bill Clinton's also not great.
0: No.
2: Like, you no, may, you may say
1: economic whatever, but he also no, shat on poor he very, people. No, he, no yeah. but he
0: fucked poor people oh, over
1: Oh, he did. He did.
0: He big time did. Bill Clinton was not liberal. People no, think Bill Clinton was a liberal. He was very real. much not. He was center, almost center right. He almost leaned more conservative than he did liberal. And the reason but people he could, was
1: very moderate. The reason people could tie Hillary to him is because their campaign in ninety two was two for the price of one. Like they yeah. were saying that no, like
0: Hillary's a wild she Hillary's a very smart woman. Super smart. Yes. And and has the credentials and is super qualified, of course. She, her big struggle was is this a genuine person? Because she's caught that way. This isn't
2: there, there is there's a footage book of
0: her saying one thing and then footage of her saying another thing. Th- so that's where the that's where.
1: And I also said the gay marriage thing is bullshit though because a lot of yeah, even people come Obama around, was like even yeah. Obama's wrong initially yeah. sure. Um The Iraq war is one that Obama and Sanders The Iraq both war though liked. was
0: enough for me to be honest with you. Yeah. The Iraq war well, because uh, Sanders voted the other way on that thing. So Sanders was always true there. And so he was Obama. I mean that's the and thing that's kind two, of That know, was the big thing in 08. But yeah, I had I've had friends die in Afghanistan and Iraq. Not a lot, a few, and they were good friends and really great people. That war was such a stupid clusterfuck. And in, going into Iraq and going into um, Afghanistan made sense actually at first because that's where we believed the and Taliban And we're still there. And we're mean, still there. Like, yeah. and whether or not it's kind of clear that we shouldn't even be there. These wars shouldn't. These wars should be fought Jason Bourne style. They shouldn't. They really. Why are we I've having boots it the on
1: the ground? So another reference. I mean, you
0: understand the Bourne movies? They're huh. great, but why are we having boots on the ground? It Makes no sense. We're not, it's not army versus army. We should have some planes flying overhead, dropping bombs where we see fit on the bad people. Make sure we don't kill the... But there's no beasts. way to
1: do it with just the bad people. I know. I mean, it's rough.
0: Know. It's a rough go, man. War's tough. It's a, it's a whole other podcast. <laughs> That's
1: though. our way of saying
0: it for our living a living <laughs> War's pretty tough. It's, uh, War's yeah. a rough gig. You wanna play Mario Kart after this? Um, I do, actually. I got the system right there. We'll yeah. play. We do have to wrap this up, though. Um, I just want to make myself clear, though. Um, I, I feel like I talk very fast. I, I mean well. And if I ever... I want to take both sides though, because I know I, I I really am so I want I it sounds cheesy as shit, but I definitely want people on both sides of the aisle to start listening to each other more. Because like we were talking about earlier, people have their minds made up on stuff, and even if you're making good points, when was the last time you saw this in a Facebook argument or a YouTube comments or anything on social media? Hey, it's a good point. I think of it that way. Yeah. Never. Never. Because we're but that's why online communicate.
1: But no. But online communication is something that. Doesn't allow for nuance. So yeah. you assume
0: the worst. Hey, that's write why out of context me. quotes with the newspapers, though, too. Look, I mean, right, like, yeah, if, if it's written out, you know. Well, here, look, send me an email, everybody. Um, joe at joekilgallen.com or tweet at me or Facebook Your message me. My email is joe at joke. What? Yeah, man, I'm cool as fuck. Joe at joekilgallen.com? Yeah, that's my email. You don't care for it. No. I also have Joe underscore Kilgown at Yahoo.com and Yahoo! Kilgown Comedy at Gmail. See, now, get, I have get a that Gmail. I have a Gmail and a Yahoo and See, my Gmail own website. At- no, Yahoo caught up. It's the same, and Yahoo's way better fantasy sports, so that's why my not was good. Well, the fantasy sports is the best for them, yeah. but I haven't done fantasy in a while because I'm so addicted to it, I can't do it. That's great, man. Um, I, you didn't get into your thing about comedy. Last thing I'll say, give me one sentence to summarize. If I'm wrong on stuff or you're like, nah, no, send me some stuff. Let's have the conversation. I'm okay with hearing the other side and going, great point. If you want to tell me why I'm wrong on the representation angle, then bring it on. You know what I mean? I'm totally, I'm not glued to any one of my opinions. Yeah. You, I can clearly change. The only thing you won't change my mind on is the Chicago Cubs are amazing. Michael Jordan's the greatest basketball player ever. I'll agree with you on that one, actually. No, actually, I've gotten into so many arguments where I know I'm right, and I've listened to the other side, and I do like LeBron James a lot. Because guess what? You could like the Beatles and the Rolling Stones. You don't have to be fucking, like, anti-one and not, you know. No, I know, but LeBron um, also has had
1: way more health than Jordan, did, so.
0: Yes, I agree. Yes, he's had multiple. LeBron James, with the Miami Heat, had two All-Stars playing alongside him. Same Le- made the All- Cavs. And same with the Cavs. Now one All-Star's
1: gone, and that All-Star's doing better than
0: him, so. Michael Jordan, Never played with two All-Stars on the same team. Oh, Pippen was... Oh, not
1: Pippen? two. right. Yeah. i two.
0: People go, what about Robin? Robin was never an All-Star no. in any of those three seasons. Matter of fact, he was suspended for half two of those seasons. Came around of the playoffs. The 97 and yeah, 98. He suspended a lot. Yeah. And 97-98 was one of the most impressive seasons by Jordan. The, the last title, because he played... All, you know, we're talking about the 82 games thing. Jordan played all 82 games in the every season of the last 3P. Jordan played all 82 games 10 times. LeBron has played 82 games once. If he does this year, it'll be twice. So of his 15 seasons, this will be the second time in 15 years he's played all 82 twice. Jordan, of his 13 seasons, twice was because he came back out of retirement and was injured the whole year. Um, even both seasons with the Wizards, he played all 82. Didn't start them all because he became a six man yeah. in that last season. He was 40 years old. That
1: was so sad, dude. It
0: was only sick because it was Jordan. If you look at the numbers, he had 20 points a game, five rebounds, five assists, on 45% shooting. Not anyone else, those
1: are good numbers. Can I say what's weird is that also as a minor leaguer and with the Wizards, that uh, it's weird that people still go to see that great guy when they're past their prime. Because you're not going to get the same performance. So why are you seeing him? You you want to be in the presence of greatness. But see, So I have a bit about Bob Dylan and seeing him like three years ago. It, It sucked though. He can't so, sing anymore, right? He never
0: so sing really with Jordan.
1: Could, to be like, honest, I mean Jordan played minor league ball. But it worked ball. for what like, his songs just were. Just to be yeah. in the stadium, it's like, oh, all right, you're watching him strike
0: out. Like what? You know, still a better minor league ball player than um, Tebow was. And Mark Apel. Be forget, be for, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, God, oh my God. But you know what's amazing about the Astros winning the World Series is you guys fucked up that draft. Two first round. You picks. fucked up two first round picks. Two number and one picks. Still won a World Series. Yeah. I got a little annoyed about Chris Bryant the year we got Apel. You guys could taken Chris Bryant instead. We wouldn't
1: have Alex Bregman probably if we didn't.
0: You know. No, but you still would have won a World Series because he's Chris <laughs> Bryant. Good Lord. The guy could play four positions. All right. Um, you were saying about how comedy became fun again for you after you took the year off because you stopped caring about the end result. Getting
1: booked and also having, like, regardless of That's why of the first reaction. year comedy
0: was really fun for me, yeah. and that's why I love comedy again being back in Chicago. In L.A., I might have put some unfair pressure on myself because – my mistake, this is the first time i am talked about this, I think. My f- mistake, about, and I miss L.A., actually. I had a lot of fun out there, and I made some great Get friends. Honest, and, Get honest, man. Get honest. But this is the first time I've really talked about this. The mistake I made was I never wanted to live there forever. Because I grew up, I was born and raised in this city. And, and this city is great.
1: Dude, being back in Houston, too, it's like public transit the, makes a difference. The f- Neighborhood Neighborhoods The, the makes first a time
0: I did not have a Chicago address was when I lived in L.A. I didn't go away to college. I was born in the city. Lived, I always I had a Chicago address every year of my life until I moved to LA. And that's how, you know, a part of the city I was. And it's it's not just the city, because a city is a city. It's the family and friends and, and everything that goes along with it. You but know? I grew up
1: in Houston, though, and I'll say Chicago is my favorite city. I mean, like... All not right, well, not to I'm visit wrong. necessarily, but I'm saying like you got driving and public transit are available, but also and there's
0: a lot of opportunity and there's things happening. There's neighborhoods, here. There's though. Neighborhoods. You, you can like live everything in, has an no identity. matter what neighborhood you live in, you
1: can walk somewhere and get what you
0: need. Yeah, I live in a family neighborhood. This is a family neighborhood. Like local bar, local store. Exactly, dude. I got. Within a block and a half of me, I've got four places, 24 hours. I have a 24-hour CVS. I have a 24-hour Subway. It's Subway, whatever. I have a 24-hour diner. That's really a cool diner. I like the diner a lot. It's called the Big Top. And and then 24-hour Dunkin' Donuts. And and my cousin in Houston. Literally... Two and a half minute walk.
1: They have to drive everywhere they go, and I'm like, that makes no. That's not appealing to me. And New yeah, York, no, you I'm can't not. drive. L. A. You can't take public transit. Chicago at the Chicago's, best of both worlds. Yeah.
0: So L. A. You, you, yeah. you have to drive. New York, you're insane if you drive. Yeah. Chicago, you could do both. We but United, best both to visit New Orleans. I love New Orleans. I would probably agree with you there. I've been in New Orleans. So I'm not crazy, dude. I I normally don't like douchey
1: streets, but bourbon, I have a good time. Part of it's fun.
0: It's fun. It's part of the scene. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of that. So. I, when I was in LA, I kind of put a lot of pressure on myself to like, let's, let's, let's get big quick so I could go home. That's not a way to be successful. You can't go in. It's, it was just a bad mind frame because then any little defeat, which normally wouldn't have been a thing, which the same little defeats I probably had in Chicago that went unnoticed because it was like, that's not even a thing became a thing to me Yeah, because it was like, shit. Now, now I'm adding every, every time it was, every time it was like a slightly missed opportunity or, or something didn't fall my way or damn it. That was the biggest show in the city and industry and agents and TV reps are always there. And yet when I did it, no one was there. They all took, they all took the day off when I was on the lineup and, and it's like, you can't control that. So I was getting mad at stuff I couldn't control. And because of that, I would be mentally going, all right, well now I got to be here a little bit longer. I got to be a little bit longer. When all I wanted to do was go home. Dude, I remember when I hit the road, we had a U-Haul hitch attached to the car. As soon as I hit the highway, I remember being like we could turn back. Let's go home. This is stupid. Why yeah. am I going here? I, we don't know anyone. Well, I knew people, but it's still like we're leaving behind so much, right? you know, and I just got so in my head about that, that, I mean, eventually I settled down and started having a good time. But then when we wanted to start a family, I started thinking to myself, you know, Chicago's in a nice place now where a lot of TV shows are being filmed here, which it worked out for me as evidence at the beginning of this podcast. And, And it's in the middle of the country, so I could still do road work and road work in a good way, not doing the dive stuff. I could go to cities, which is fun. I remember when I came back, I remember two weeks after I moved back, I headlined the club in Milwaukee, had a
2: County Kevin, yeah, it was yeah great good time.
0: man, such a good time, and and then I could go to New York on a whim. I could go to L. A. on a whim because I'm in the middle of the country, so there was still it was best for my family, which is the most important to me, and it was best for my career. And who knows? I don't rule out anything. I almost moved to New York. That's why I was in New York for Game Six and Game Seven. I was there for a meeting with Bleacher Report. They were interested and in, they liked my writing, so they 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 said, "Hey, come out for an interview. We really like your stuff." Um didn't work out. They ended up not going through with this um, idea they had. They were going to start a new department, but they didn't. So that was a bummer. But ended up working out the best for me because I'm back here. But now that I'm back in Chicago, this is where we're going with this. And you're talking about with your relationship with stand-up. Is that it's so much better everything in life. When you go into it for the pure love and passion. Right. And that's how I view things now. Uh, the, ju- the Just for Last Montreal auditions that come through every year which I used to dread because I put so much pressure on myself, or there's just so much with where it's like, that That person got it? I was yeah. at that show. That that person had the fifth best set. Why did they get it? And then you realize, look, they're casting. They're not always looking for the best. They're looking for what's right for show. And they right kind of already have show. in mind what they want. They yeah. do. Really. They really do, man. It goes in. They kind of go in knowing who's got a little bit of buzz around them, who's being talked about. And the way things are now, they, they're – they're not. It's it's casting. Yeah. It's like, hey, do we have white guys? We want other people. Right. We want this. We want that. You know, They're, and it's not saying these people are undeserving. A couple of them are. I, I can't name names, but there's been a few years where I'm like, really, and everyone's been like that. And there's been white guys who've been cl- completely undeserving. So yeah. it goes. It goes all the all the which way. Um, <laughs> but go ahead though. What's well, your I'll new say, love? So, you seem to so, no, see no, no. have a new passion. So, since so, so I've been back. so what's what's
1: different? And I'll say what's difficult about stand up is a. It's your own words that makes it hard when you bomb. But also, um, Jesus. This is a long one, uh, it's fine, baby. It's but fine. uh but like what I realize is why stand-up is the toughest. So, you know what's weirdo what I'd say is my favorite is improv, doing improv, because it's different every time. You could get I hate the fuck out of my house. <laughs> I hate repeating the same shit, but acting is different because it's a character, sketch is a character. But stand-up, it's because it's stand-up hard. to get the instant so, feedback, though, right? No, I know. But here's what's hard is that I heart Huckabees. This is a weird reference to make. Okay. So there, Jude Law says tells the same story the same way to folks to get laughs or whatever. He's like a business dude. I think this is a movie I'm thinking of. And he ends up vomiting when someone plays it back for him how many times he tells the story the same way or whatever. And that's what's hard about stand-up is that it is hard for it to be new and not feel like, am I even being authentic anymore? You know, like, and I I have these bits like uh, that car horn bit I used to do, and I did it at the Improv in Schaumburg when I was hosting. It's super basic. And so as a result, I hate it because it's like, all right, this will always get a laugh. And what I don't like about it too is that it's weird to say this, but like folks come out there like, oh, that meow that meow bit with the car horn where it's like meow as if that's like going to stop road rage or whatever. That's kind of context for the joke, but the <laughs> fact that like my weird stuff though, it's like hit or miss, and like when it goes well, I feel so happy. But I can get away with like stuff
0: that's very easy. I think the frustration lies also where you are, are where you are in your career, hosting at the Improv in Schaumburg. Not that it's a bad place to be; it's a great club, and I love the Improv. In it's my favorite. But what I mean by hosting is. You don't have the liberty to do weird stuff when you're up top. even if I were to, to yet, there, though, I don't think it would go well. Mm, I, I disagree with you a little bit there.
1: You think Masturbation Jenkins would hit?
0: Uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. All right. Maybe Masturbation Jenkins wouldn't hit very well. Great character, by the way. Um, but I'm
1: saying, like, it, it is t- it, it's weird that characters... even, if it, even if a bit does well regularly, if it's kind of easier... And basic, and that's kind of where the Trump Republican shit, where people shit on that stuff, or even shitting on dudes or whatever. It's like okay, but did because you really challenge
0: anything? No, they didn't. Because you're saying, especially with political stuff now, because everything is so political now that when you're doing political material, it just doesn't have the impact that it did even four or five years ago. Yeah, you know? talked about Chris Rock's special. The first fifteen twenty minutes of it, the stuff was funny, but it's all like, dude, we, this is old news. Because yeah. if you're doing stuff about, if you're doing stuff that's happening in the world. Everyone's on Twitter now, shit, it's so yeah. dated that it used to be like when he was releasing specials way before social media, people were excited because like, oh, I can't wait to hear his take on this. Yeah. Now it's like I didn't, his take is what everyone else's take was, and this is not a new take, and I, you know, it's, it's, it's gone by the wayside. Um, but I'm glad that you found that new love, and I'm glad that you have that thing where the stuff that you take a risk on is what's hitting. I kind of like that, too. I'm at the point where I had, and a we're set,
1: different in terms of you. You do it more like in a socio-political way, whereas I just want to go weird and dark. And no, yeah, you, you
0: want to go weird in like a character way. You want to do masturbation, jank, or and, just
1: talking about dating my dad.
0: They talk about dating your dad and being a real, uh, being a being a silly ass person up there. I kind of want to do it more in a way where I um, not not even political, like maybe more talking about society or talking about how white people are. I tried this thing. I only tried it once on stage, but I already lost the audience, and I was talking about how. This is a true thing. Uh, my wife's upstairs, so if she hears this. She might be flattered, actually. Um, this woman came into the show, and I'm still, I, I notice attractive people, you know, women in particular. You're a human. I have a bad wandering eye, I suppose. But I remember saying to my buddy who was next to me, a comic, I go, she's pretty. You see her? She's pretty hot. And he looked at me, and started laughing. He goes, dude, she looks exactly like your wife.
2: Oh, <laughs> and go, dude, you
0: you pointed out a woman who, when she walked in, I go, is that Joe's wife? And you think she's hot? He goes, that's a that's your good husband there. You know what I mean? And I go, oh yeah, you know. And then um, when I was on stage, I was going to tell that, but then I kind of I got sidetracked based on audience response. I'm so I'm very in tune with what people are thinking. Like I know when I'm talking to someone one on one if they're feeling uncomfortable or when a, when a group is feeling a certain way and I don't like it, and I take that as a challenge to flip the room. And then there are times where I'm. Totally in control, but I'll see the one person, or I decide, you know what? This is too easy for me right now. i got to take a risk here. Yeah. And I'll talk about a subject matter that's a little bit more like, ooh, shit, like you can't really talk about this now. I don't like that idea that there's anything off limits. Yeah. Because it's comedy. And I'm not saying, you know, I've been ragging on political comedy for a while. Do political comedy, but be interesting. Yeah. Because right now it's boring, because it's all been said. It's been said. So what I was trying to say with uh, having a wandering eye, I go, I'm the type of guy that I'll notice an attractive woman but guess what though I'll, like, I'll notice when a, a, a good looking guy walks by like, uh, I'm, I don't want to be in a world I was trying to like, joke not around me about. yeah I don't, I don't want to be in a world where people are like did that guy just check out that girl and I want to be like yeah he did just check her out you know why because she's hot he checked out a hot girl if I'm walking down the street and I see a beautiful painting I'm going to be like that's a good looking painting yeah, yeah. I notice beautiful things yeah I don't like. I'm, I was. I was joking. Obviously, being like, "Listen, feminists, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna live in a world where I can't nudge my buddy go and check out the ass on that woman." You know what I'm saying? And someone even said that joke was misogynistic. I go, "No, it's not. It's very much not." Because if I was, if, if a woman told me that she hits one of her female buddies, go and check out the dick on that dude. I mean, you can't really see it in the pants. Maybe you can Whatever. Or, or check out that handsome fella. I'm not gonna think that's bad. Like that's just that's human nature. That's also you human. You can't being, take yeah. that away. And so I was trying to just like joke around about that a little bit and the crowd was like eh. and so then i went on i went at length to explain to them no you guys are wrong yeah you're wrong and for you not laughing and, I, and the guys here you want to support me but you're looking at the women next to you going like she's not into this i've I always
1: have. i mean i did i did one bit and i have another one that i want to do but one is about how one time i tried to have sex with an openly racist girl just because it's like some of you just get so caught up in the physical attraction ricky gonzalez was there for me that <laughs> this girl was like and it was just like but because you're drunk and you're just kind of like all right well I don't know if this is bad, but I have a bit about it. It makes sense
0: when I tell Look, it. Look, man, as long as she doesn't have, like, uh, a swastika tattoo just no, above no. her clit. But it was more right.
1: about, like, how <laughs> dudes sometimes are willing to sacrifice a lot. Yeah. And, like, they they are willing to sometimes, if you're, you know. That's another um,
0: thing. I'll tell I'll tell, I'll tell, tell social justice warrior people out there. Like, I was telling my, my, my white dude friends, just admitting that you got stuff a little bit different because you're born white does not mean you're a bad person. Hey, just because... Um, I had a point, just uh, what I was going to say with them. Oh, just because, uh, you know, men and women are different does not mean we're, we're bad, you know? There's certain stuff that men are, are the way we are, Yeah, does not mean it's like an anti-woman thing mm-hmm. towards you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's I'm getting um, less and less. Uh, I know, out. I know.
1: We've gotten less likable as this has gone on. Yeah, man. Well, anything
0: <laughs> you want to say to summarize it? We got to end this shit now, man. What, what do you got? I know, I know. Uh, I might break this into two parts, to be honest. Hell yeah. I Like idea? being on a two part episode. I like this idea too. I'm um, chewing on a fingernail that I already ripped off. That's how gross I am right now. Um,
1: no, there's something I was gonna say about the attractiveness. Oh, I do want to do a bit also about how like when I whenever I've been at weddings, I went to five last year, and how it was like, oh, you all look so handsome and beautiful in your suits and dresses. And I'm like, someone here's ugly. Yeah. There's no way everyone here is attractive, and that's that's the kind of thing where it's like obviously you don't need to point out the obvious, but it's like let's also be real. If, if you're going to be truthful, though, not People, There here.
0: there is a there's a there's a realm of reality that is going away. Um, I'll summarize this. People go like, "Oh, we got bullied when we were kids. Why can't bullies still exist?" You're not breaking down what a bully is. You, you, there's a bully, is essentially an asshole. Yeah, I think it's a good parenting decision to teach your kids not to be assholes. Yeah, don't be an asshole. And then people are like, Well, we need assholes. No, we don't. We don't really need assholes. Um, I get, I get you saying you don't want to raise your kids in a world that doesn't exist. That's fine, but you don't need to contribute to it, you know? Yeah, like there are bad people out there. That doesn't mean you need to be like, well, fuck it, I'll be a bad person too. Yeah. No, you could not be a bad person and then raise people not to be bad people. And then if, hopefully, if everyone has that mindset, we'll have less and less bad people. Well, also. But, you know, it's unfortunate that's not true. But I think the more, I guarantee you, we may not know the numbers now, but within a few, maybe five to ten years, we'll probably see, oh, there's been less bullying and things are getting better. Mm-hmm. Because stop thinking of it as bullying. Because some people think of as bullying as like, ah, oh, they're busting chops. That's not what we're not calling that bullying. Yeah. C- calling your friend a uh, uh, fucking, you know, busting your friend's balls. Fat
1: guy who fell in a bowling alley lane.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Go, going, hey, what's up there, dipshit? That's not yeah. bullying. Bullying is telling someone they're worthless and making them feel terrible to the point where they don't want to go to school anymore and they're contemplating suicide. That's a bad person. Yeah. That's the type of bullying that really people are talking about. No one's saying a group of guys can't play video games together and say, "Look at this fucking nuts. he doesn't know how to use the secret whatever yeah. in the video game." You know what I mean? No one's saying that. They're saying, "Stop I am. not well, Joe, you're a bad person." I know, know I that, pick man. on 5-year-olds all the time. I brought you on time. this podcast strictly to tell you to <laughs> stop being a bad person. So, that's that's where I view that whole thing. We can be better as a society in that regard. Um, and I forgot what I was going to say again because we've been drinking. Um, yeah,
1: I know. No, you know. I will always make this caveat. Every time I do a podcast, and especially if I've been drinking, I go, oh, man, I don't know if I should have said that. So there's a caveat.
0: There's probably been a lot of those moments on this one. <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> No, I might break it into a two-parter. If I didn't, and you're hearing this, you'll know I didn't break it into a two-parter. It's going to be over a two-hour podcast. Uh, Two hours and 15 minutes we're wrapping this one up. I feel like we talked about a lot of great things.
1: We jumped all over the place. Didn't
0: finish half half the topic. Didn't finish a single topic because we both had to pee and get other drinks, so the pausing came into play. That's where Joan is helpful. Because I could just signal to him, and he brings us more beers.
1: Ah, uh, that's
0: very nice about Jonah's place. Where I'm in my basement, my fridge is. I have a fridge downstairs, yeah. actually. Either way, I'd have to get up and get the beers. Um, but Fernandez, dude, tell us, tell us where they could uh, follow you, man.
1: At uh, Joe Fernandez eight four on Twitter. Why well, uh, eight
0: four? Is that you born? Yeah, Rainbow because uh, you know how about many that?
1: Fernandeses there are?
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Roughly a million. You
1: people love to procreate. I know. Tell me about it. Like Just like the Smiths and the Johnsons. I have a bit about that, too, but we wanted
0: to talk about no, it. No, we've talked about enough about your bits, man.
1: <laughs> tell me about it. Um, and then uh, just check out actual murder sketch stuff. And, uh, and Yeah,
0: the sketches are very good. I'd love to be in one. I'm throwing my... Hey, You No, we always
1: have people... Dude, McMahon was going to be in one, and... The, the, we had to sh- cancel the show because of Easter.
0: What was he going to be? in? There was going to be a Vietnam veteran who... who it was an Easter a, bunny. Vietnam vet who And then eventually he was right? going to ask Easter if he could
1: tie one off and do heroin in front of us. And then we were going to be like, all right, if you guys want to see the Easter bunny do heroin, or you want to see him like, do autoerotic asphyxiation with his belt, there's oh, going to be a nice. text vote. You
0: know, I was going to have you close it out with a speech, but I feel like that's too long, right? So should I, I can do, you do it,
1: it if you want. If you're going to break it into two parts. Well, I'll
0: just say, follow me at Joe Kilgallen. Man, I'm Joe Kilgallen on everything. Check out that Chicago Met episode. Again, I only have one line, really. Is there one line really like find
1: it on, on demand or no?
0: It's on NBC.com and on Hulu. Oh, nice. You got those. Uh, I'll be headlining the St. Louis Funny Bone April 11th through 15th. So if you're in St. Louis or know anyone down there in that area, feel free to send them out. it would be great if we could sell some tickets and have a good time. And what else do I got coming up? Uh, my other podcast, Comedians Talking Baseball, that'll drop every Sunday. The first one dropped on a Monday because it was Easter. So, I didn't realize I don't
1: we both have the exact same podcast. Basically. It's just two Comedians Talking Baseball, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs>
0: yeah. We do a weekly recap of baseball. We we nerd out on stats, but we keep it silly and, and dig up some crazy stories. About same. about
1: We talked about Gabe Kapler and how he like did a promo for Jack Off Oil for Coconut Oil. See, you that's know about that? stuff.
0: that's fun stuff. What's your podcast called?
1: David Phillips called, well, it was called Ducks in the Pod, and apparently there is, now I don't know what David's going to call it. So I
0: almost had a podcast called, um, a podcast to be named later, but I found out someone else had that. Well, it's like I that
1: think. 70s show, you know? That's what it's like. You don't know what you want to call it. So you. They do just call whatever, it that yeah. 70s show, right? Oh, but I'll say actual murder's first Sunday of the month at the Laugh Factory. Come to that. Beautiful. Sketch Yeah, Comedy. if you're in yeah. Chicago,
0: Laugh Factory. And you probably. Hit us up. We'll go you some free tickets. I of course, think it's good about that. Very good about that. All right. Um now and like, you know, again, the point of this podcast is uh, you, you drink with different people. Dip, you drink with people from different walks of life. It'll make you a happier person. It'll it'll get you some perspective. You'll learn while having some booze and you'll develop some friendship. You'll regret some of the things you say. And you will regret a lot I of the guarantee things. Guarantee I say. will after this one. Guarantee it. <laughs> um, but again, the point of this podcast is to try to bring people together in my own weird way because there's enough things out there that are dividing everyone. So cheers to you and yours for uh, pulling up a stool and having some pints with us. And I'm going to leave you with um, some motivational words from Mr. Full thing? Go for it, buddy.
1: Good morning. In less than an hour, aircrafts from here will join others from around the world, and you will be launching large aerial battle in the history of mankind. Mankind, that word should have new meaning for all of us today. We can't be consumed by our petty differences anymore. We will be united in our common interest. Perhaps it's fate that today is 4th July, and you will once again be fighting for our freedom, not from tyranny, oppression, or persecution, but from annihilation. We're fighting for our right to live, to exist. And should we win the day, the 4th of July will no longer be known as an American holiday. But as a day when the world declared in one voice, we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight, we're going to live on, we're going to survive. Today, We celebrate our Independence Day.
0: Thanks for listening to Kegel's Pub.